The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What is good, y'all? It's your boy, Pat the Designer, back at it again. Me and Kid are here for the Daily Show. Appreciate you guys for tuning in and rocking with us. We got a lot of topics to get to in a little bit of time, so let's make it happen. The Bears are signing a lot of linebackers. Is that a depth move? Or does that mean that there could be some issues for Roquan Smith possibly coming through? Also, the Chicago Bears offensive line ranks 11th. In preseason rankings, based on the signings that Ryan Poles has made, and guess what? Looks like they got Tevin Jenkins back. Is he going to be here? We're going to talk about that. And unfortunately, in practice on Saturday, Bears lost Nikhil Harry to a high ankle sprain. We'll talk about how long he could possibly be out. Then we'll finish it off with a little bit of Bulls conversation. Talking about Vooch possibly getting a contract extension, all that and more. You know it's me and kids, so there's going to be some craziness that happens in this show. It don't matter. <laughs> As always, man, it's your boy, Path the Designer. Let's go! What's good, y'all? It's your boy, Pat the Designer, back at it again. Appreciate y'all for showing love. Make sure you guys hit that like button, subscribe to the page. We do talk Chicago sports daily on this channel. It's the only channel talking Chicago sports, how Chicago talks. So make sure that you get in tune with us. And y'all be y'all be holding me on the like button, bro. Push the button, bro. Five, I give y'all five seconds right now. Four, three, two, one. All right, all right. Anybody that hit the like button, you're that guy. You're that guy. Anybody that hit the like button, you're that guy. Um, the statistics lets us know that 98% of you all are not following that channel. <laughs> not that much. Not 48. Bro. <laughs> I was watching somebody's channel and they said 98%. I was like, good Lord. Hey, bro. Like a million views. I was like, the heck is he doing? What? First of all, what are we doing wrong? Nah, what the you... heck is he doing right to get a million views for 98%? That, that, that's, that's one of those things where you got a channel that that's great information, but I need specific information. I'm like that with a lot of stuff with, uh, like with video editing tips and stuff like that. I usually only look when I need something specific. Like I'm not trying to learn the program. So I'm not su subscribed to most video editing people on YouTube, but if I need something specific, I'll type that in on YouTube, watch the video and then get the heck out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Which I leave a like though. I do leave a like. I leave a like leave on everyone. Like. I leave a like. I leave a like. Show love. Uh hey man, let's get into this, man. First off, kid, uh, how you doing, my boy? How you feeling, man? We got the we got the weekend review to start things off. What was it from the weekend that uh caught you off guard sports wise, life wise? How you feeling? You know what? This is all out of the blue and out of the norm. Cause you know what? For one, Pat didn't give me that question in the in the pre-op. Like he when he sent me is questions it, it Monday? We go over. You know, we've done about. the weekend review four weeks now. Is it Monday? <laughs> guess, what? guess what? When we go over the topics and everything we're going to talk about, the weekend review didn't come up. That's so. <laughs> so so me. What? I'll hold that. A, I'll hold that here's one. Here's a curveball for you because I wasn't expecting Is it anything that sticks out? If it's nothing that sticks out, we can just move on with it. Kevin Durant's meeting with Brooklyn to uh, kind of work it out. He's got no choice. <laughs> no, he has a choice. What's his choice? Don't play? No, no, no. Hear me out. He could still get traded. The best teams with the best options for him to get traded will put him in like 
figurative purgatory until he retires. And that's absolutely not what he wants. And the Nets have been generous not to even put him in that situation. Yeah. They don't have to be. Yeah. But they could. They could absolutely gut one of these teams that absolutely need somebody. Yeah. And get all the picks they want for KD. They'll never get more than what Rudy, they, what, you know, Minnesota gave up for bro, Rudy Gobert. Bro. Which. Well, this again, is the thing. That's what screwed it up. I think people are looking at that all wrong. Like they, the Minnesota gave up a bunch of people that you won't even, you can't even recognize. In fact, do me a favor, name four people they gave up: Pat Beverly, Walker Kessler. Um, what's that boy? Uh, 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 why can't I think of his name right now? I actually can mm-hmm. see his face. Mm-hmm. Um, he ain't no good. I think mm-hmm. the picks, the picks is the part that they gave up though. Guess what? You got. Two stars under what twenty six? No, no, I, he, I I agree with you. you know I, I think I think uh, Minnesota came out ahead in that. I think okay. listen, what? listen, Minnesota. <laughs> min, min, yeah, we do got. Hey, we got to get that shirt. <laughs> it's got to go on the site. That's them picks, man. Yeah, come on. Um, I don't know why y'all keep talking about. Look, they gave he they essentially gave up nine people. But the problem, but the problem know, is right. Other people gonna be the pro- I agree with you, but the problem is for other teams that see like. Like, how close is Rudy Gobert to Kevin Durant? Defensively, he's a god. How close is Rudy <laughs> Gobert to Kevin Durant? Offensively, he's a scrub. Yeah, you know I mean, like, look at it. like, but, but the thing it. is, the thing is, Kevin Durant's not a scrub defensively, and he's an offensive god. So, That's right, it. like, how how close are you to Kevin Durant? So, like, now you're looking at this. What's his name? Richard Jefferson said it's so slick, and I don't know if people peeped it or not. But how he said it was perfect. He said so when when the trade went down, they said. So now, what the heck does Brooklyn give up? Or what the heck does Brooklyn ask for for Kevin Durant? Friends. That's all. Is that what you have to ask for the country now? Like, that's, that's how big the deal has to be. The deal is now. <laughs> how big the deal is. And to be honest with you, I think they're going to work it out because I can assure you that, you know, Kyrie Irving is going to get some type of contract talk or extension there because it all boils down to KD don't want to be somewhere where he ain't going to have nobody to hoop with him or give him the opportunity to compete for a championship. I think all the teams he said he'd have been, he'd have been in a good spot for a championship. The team that came out of nowhere was Toronto. I wouldn't go to Toronto. Well, he didn't want to go there, but he don't have a choice. I, I, I don't think he has an NTC. I keep trying to find out. They keep saying he does. I keep seeing that he does. And then I keep seeing that he doesn't. But it's so inconsistent. I don't know what what's happening. But it's also the funny thing is, right? It kind of doesn't matter because all the teams that could trade for him are on his list. Like all the teams that have the assets to trade for Kevin Durant are on his list. So it's like I don't know if he has an NTC, but it kind of doesn't matter. Hey, so go back to Golden State, dog. Well, I mean, yeah, that's that. They, they were on the table too. They was on if the he table goes too. Back to Golden State. It's actually fitting because Draymond ain't who he used to be. Clay ain't gonna be who he used to be. And the, I want to see that. Pay. I want to see that. I want to see if Clay bounces back because Clay's game was so different. It was just catch. It was so catch and shoot. He ain't gonna be the same player. Yeah, but and, bro, and it's okay. off a of, off a of catch and shoot though. Like I, <laughs> like it's like he probably he'll probably never be the same defender again. He'll never yeah, be the same defender again. He'll never be the same defender again. I don't think. But off of ca- off of catching, but but also right age plays in there. That was Clay, 34, 33? 
So, I don't know so age, play, like you're not going to be the same defender that you were at 28 yeah. anyway. Yeah. But he didn't run. He didn't like run nearly as much as Steph does. They find him in the corner off driving kicks and he knocks down shots with hands in his face better than anybody in the world. Like, well, not better than anybody in the world, but up there with a lot of the best in the world. He's up there. That's going to come back. Like, I can't yeah. believe like him not being able to hit that is going to come. So he's going to be a 22 to 25 point per game type, type of guy again, I think. But look at the, the issue that Golden State has. Golden State has Jordan Poole's contract coming up. And he's he for what for what it's worth, he did help carry the Warriors when Steph had that massively like abnormal shooting. Yeah, during the during the shot. Yeah. No one wants to talk about that. But Steph during a regular season shot worse than Russell Westbrook. Go do your research. During a stretch, I don't know if he finished the season. I think he finished the season worse than Russ, if I'm not mistaken. Really? I think he finished the season worse than Russ. Um so you know, you put that into perspective there. Like maybe as not. Much as we maybe. Russ, no, I think he finished the season worse than Russ. I mean, this is something we can Google real quick. It ain't a big deal. No, no. Listen, this is the thing. We I, I get this much and Russ is my guy, y'all know, as much as we clown Russ. I get it, but like the shots Russ was taking deserved from clowning. Like, listen, <laughs> I keep it a buck. I don't think Russ is done in the NBA, but the shots Russ was taking deserved some some clowning. <laughs> I mean, Steph shot 43%, 43.7 from uh, for the regular season. Russ, oh, I know shot, Russ shot 44. Russ shot, Russ shot 44% from the field. 44.4, yeah. So, I mean, listen. What's amazing is we all can say that this 43% uh, shooting percentage is one of Steph Curry's worst in the season, and it really is, except for 2019 where he shot 40%. Um, it really is one of his worst shooting um, outings of his career, yeah. and it's still on par with one of Russ's averages. But anyway. <laughs> it it <laughs> is funny. Said, it though, is funny. It is funny. You know, uh, Golden State, you know, getting back to the main point, Golden State has so many issues with cap. Uh, luxury tax spending, these different contracts that are coming up. And so you have to make a decision whether or not you run. You don't want to be the Bulls. You don't want to be Jerry Krause and, and them and say, hey, do I break this up right off a championship run Yeah, when I know we can get more out of it just with some simple retooling. This is the thing, though. The difference there is Kerr's not going anywhere. If Kerr, if Kerr leaves, it's a whole different situation. But the biggest issue I had with the 90s Bulls going into the 2000s, and I understand there was a lot of things that went into it, right? There was uh, Phil was getting divorced. Um, he was trying to save his marriage. He, wa- he was focusing more on family, right? But Phil should have never came back and gone to the Lakers. That should have been the first phone call the Chicago Bulls were trying to get done because the system that the Bulls ran works with that next team. Jay Crow, Ron Artest, Brad Miller, uh, 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 Elton Brand. Um, you, what's his name? Went down with the tragic uh, on the motorcycle. Um, oh, you talking about uh, he on the show? Yeah, why can't I think of his name right now? Um, Jay Williams. Uh, Jay Williams uh, uh, ends up going down with the tragic motorcycle accident, but he was a point guard. Like you have to get like Phil Jackson on that next team is a difference maker. That next team is better. Like, all of those names we know as really good players in the NBA. And what no chance in heck he was going to go back to that Bulls team. 
You got. He didn't like the way that they handled him for one. But for but two. that's the th- one you shouldn't have let him leave. Like if if you let him leave on some like marriage stuff, like that's that's my that's my only issue with Jerry Kraus or not Jerry Kraus, uh, um, Reinsdorf. Yeah. He sides with the organization so much because he wants to have this loyalty to the organization, but you're wrong. And then all of a sudden, right, you want to have this loyalty to the coach and the player after you've sided with the organization. And now we got Tony LaRusso coaching the White Sox at 102 years old because you felt bad that he got fired in the 80s because you signed because you sided with the organization, right? Like it's it's you can't play both sides. Stop trying to write this wrong before you leave earth, my guy. Like well, Jerry Reinsdorf has been old as long as as long hey, as bro, I've Jerry Reinsdorf has been old since I've been alive. <laughs> I mean, it's only a matter of time and I say that respectfully. Um, but at this point, <laughs> no, you didn't like that. <laughs> I did the best I could, Jerry. I'm sorry. You didn't say uh, that respectfully in the slightest. You make, I think you're trying to make amends before, you know. You oh, for sure. For that. sure. However, for sure. You're ruining Chicago sports in so many different ways. Uh, however, I will say this. Salute to you for getting a whole new regime in there or allowing that to happen for the Bulls. We really love it. We'll talk about that a little later. Um, but just to, just as caveat, the 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 legend of Kobe Bryant was already building when Jerry or when uh, Phil left. He wanted to coach Kobe. I don't care no, no, he did want to coach Kobe. My thing is, you have to keep that relationship built up and strong. It's over to me for you to, and and it just wasn't right. Like Jerry Krause didn't like him. They, he wasn't going to get rid of Jerry Krause. I'll be honest with you. Like as much as I kill Jerry Krause. So Jerry Krause built that next team. It's a really good team, but and he wasn't. He wasn't actually wrong. No, no, like he was wrong. Can, he was wrong. Who was their head coach? Time out. <laughs> when I say he wasn't wrong, they had to make a decision ultimately as to do you bet on these Asian players, aging players. Excuse me, I know that sounded weird. Um, or do you start your rebuilding process and? He he made to me from a business perspective, in hindsight being twenty twenty, Scotty was never the same. Scotty, you had to Mike move on from really, Scotty, huh? You had to move on from Scotty. Scotty had a had bad back. He missed what thirty eight games that year. Had to move on. From Scotty. Uh, Mike was still Mike. If he hadn't taken those, what would end up being another two years off? Yeah, probably could have still been freaking Mike. Freaking Mike would have been Mike would have still been really good. But Mike would have been like. He wouldn't have been like a 98 in 2K. He'd have been like a 92, which is still <laughs> freaking good, right? He'd have right? been he'd have been LeBron James at 38, averaging 30 plus a game. Is that what you're saying right now? <laughs> no, I don't even think LeBron would have averaged that much back in that particular era because that was the time where you could zone in hand check. That yeah. was that small pocket of <laughs> that, time. Where nah, hey, let's be real. Let's be real. That was the time when you was just, mother. Did not take it. Yeah, people like, like <laughs> you want to talk about beating somebody up. That's when you was be. I can hand check you and it's zone. So you got two, three dudes coming over at once. Just like I got you. I got. Did not. I hear all these older like players who played on the outskirts of the specific era we're talking about. Like KG never talks, never sits there and says, "You can hang with us," because KG was late nineties, mid nineties into the two thousand. 
it's always the players that have they shine like 2006 onward that like has all this input. And I agree. They played like there's something else. But I've just noticed that the difference between those who agree with the sentiment that, hey, it's a totally different ball game with those who were actually like their primes aligned with the era that we're talking about. Yeah. When questioned or not. I know we're getting all off on this tangent. Hey, man, that's why I love the weekend review, man. The weekend review goes anywhere, although it does always seem to end on 90s bulls, I will say. <laughs> but going back to why I even said it, I think Katie should go back to Golden State, to be honest with you. I think he should go, go give one last hurrah. I think those two rings there um, really helps Curry's legacy, helped his legacy. I didn't see the issue. I mean, it, keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. Why, I, why not the, be the, the, the issue the, 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 the Celtics or the issue? Or the issue is egos, and, and KD's got the kind of ego that he's going to argue. He wants to have the grounds to argue the people that say you couldn't do it without Curry, you couldn't do it without Dre, you couldn't do it without Clay. I ain't seen LeBron do it without another Hall of Famer yet. Right, well, I mean, listen, I mean. Anthony Davis is a are Hall we, of Famer. Are we saying that uh, – ooh, ooh, Anthony know, Davis tough. is a Hall of Freak. Yeah, probably. I don't – Anthony did, Davis did, did he right win a, Well, it's because of, it's because of the whole thing. Did he win a national championship? I think they went. But did oh, he, they went. I think they went. Did he win? Because it was with, uh, it was him and Cat, wasn't it? Wasn't they on the same team? Or were they against each other? I don't. I don't watch college, but I think Anthony Day because it's about the whole career, right? The, the The Hall of Fame includes high school, college, overseas accolades, and like Carmelo Anthony's a Hall of Famer. Muzz gonna be like, well, he's never been out of. He's never been to an NBA Finals, yeah, but he's won the most gold medals out of anybody. He won. Two college titles? Did Syracuse he, he, get two? He was, he was a stud in college. I think he only got one though. Did he only get one? Um, I might be. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not up on Carmelo's backstory. But I mean, like, he's gonna be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I mean, like, and, and, and I mean, he's he's like he's like twenty eight thousand. He's like top fifteen in points all time. Um, he's been an all star most of his career. The NBA know he they blackballed him. So I mean that's that's another thing. You took years away from his career that when he was still cooking. Like the last time he played high level basketball, he was twenty six points a game. Yeah, and then they sat him down for two years, and then he goes he he jumps around the league. People forget that. Like Carmelo was still a bucket. Fact. And the way he plays his game, and the way that the game, the way he plays his game, he still plays the same way. Fact. He was never super fast. He Fact. was never like that. Was never his game. It's I'm gonna get this ball. I'm gonna work you out in my in this spot. You can't stop it. The shot is going up. Bottom of the net. We on the other end. It's always been that way. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I think it's. I don't know. That's a weird one. But um, Anthony Davis, but I, ten years. I get time block champ, NBA champion, time all defensive, All Star MVP. I mean, the only thing he doesn't have is Defensive Player of the Year. But I mean, he was a three time block champ. He had to be in the runnings for it. All this before he hits 30. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He'll probably get in. He'll probably get in. Ain't no problem. Um, <laughs> let's transition to the reason we came here today. 
That's that weekend review. Shout out to y'all for tuning in for the weekend review. Appreciate y'all for tuning in and rocking with the show, man. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the page. We do talk Chicago sports daily on this channel. It's the only channel talking Chicago sports, how Chicago talks. So make sure that you get in tune with us, man. Uh, we also drop the daily show Monday through Friday. So make sure that you tune in with the daily show whenever it is premiering. The reason I say whenever it is premiering is because we're in football season now, ladies and gentlemen. And that means that you got to move the schedule around for anything football. So these episodes might premiere a little bit early so that we can be live and react to the Chicago Bears press conferences and talk about what's happening over at training camp. But at a minimum, right, let's start here. Bears are signing a lot of linebackers out here. Um, They're signing... Uh, they signed Javon White, former linebacker from the Jets. They signed a USFL star from last season, Demarquise Gates, which I kind of, I kind of like. I'm not gonna lie to you. In- incorporating that USFL early, I I like seeing my organizations like looking at the new stuff the NFL is doing and saying, "Hey, we're gonna do that as well." Yeah. <laughs> Why does it work? Yeah. I don't know but we're not going to be left behind and wait till somebody else does it. So I like to see that, man. But the question on the table here and the question for the video, um, are the Bears signing these linebackers for depth or because they feel like a deal with Roquan Smith is not going to get done? How do you feel about it, my boy? I think they're doing both. And as an organization, you have to protect both. You have to have... uh, you have to protect your downside. You know, you have to you have to hedge against your bets. Is what the phrase I was looking for. So, I mean, if they get something done, great. They got some other bodies to throw in there. Still, if not, hey, we got these extra bodies to kind of move some things around. So, so I, I'm I'm looking at it from that perspective. Plus, I don't think they. Uh, I think they're gonna let Wokwan Wokwan go. I do think they're gonna do that. They're that that would be such a mistake to me because. It, it's you know what it is it's the same thing i say with basketball right you never get better by getting rid of talent now it may open up more options for you in the long run and i know a lot of people will say but pat we got rid of so much talent this offseason we got rid, rid of khalil Mack. we got rid of akeem hicks uh, we got rid of Allen robinson that's talent 100 agree but that's yeah, talent. Let's see where you're going with that. that one. That, you got rid of a whole bunch of talent. That's talent on the wrong side of 30. That's talent that while Allen Robinson, I believe, still on the right side of 30, I think he's 29, but it was clear last season. I'm not a big Allen Robinson. That Justin Fields was not going to him. <laughs> and know, I think it's the routes. And those are moves that made next season look like or next offseason look like oh snap this might be a one and done rebuild type thing because they can go out and they can get Justin Fields real talent like they did for Trevor Lawrence down in the Jacksonville this year they can go out and they can get Justin Fields a better defense they can go out and get but those guys are like I said wrong side of 30 if you're if you're still paying them you can't do much next season that's not the case here with Roquan Smith this season with Roquan Smith, Roquan Smith's what, 25? He's one of the best linebackers in the NFL. You can definitely pay him. You can, you can pay him. Definitely got money next season. You can pay him, and he absolutely 
makes your team better. A team that, I'll be honest with you, coming out of training camp right now, they feel like is going to do better. Then what now, of course, right? Like when you when you look at training camp, right? Everybody feels like we're going to the Super Bowl, except the fans, which I don't, I don't think we're going to the Super Bowl either. But what I do think is that you can tell just how they talk about Justin, how they talk about Kyler Gordon, how they talk about Jaquan Brisker, how they talk about Jalen Johnson, how they're talking about uh, uh, um, uh, David Montgomery, that the coaches came in here. And they looked around at what was actually on this roster, and it was like, these guys suck. And then they started seeing them playing, and they were like, oh, they don't suck. As bad as I thought. Talent. Underutilized talent. 100%. And we know that that's what we're dealing with here, with, with Matt Nagy being the former head coach here, right? Like, guess what? Guess what the Bears were, were really good at, sh- at times last season? Run blocking and running the football. Let's not use that. Uh, what, what else were the Bears really good at? Ah, they moved the pocket really well, and Justin Fields was a 148 passer rating or whatever it was, 143, something like that. Uh, how many times did you do that? 19. 19 times. Yeah, I mean, so, like, I think they came in here and they saw things differently. So I, I'm not a, of the belief that they're trying to get rid of Roquan, that they're trying to move on from Roquan. I know that we had uh, – uh, what, uh, uh, why can't I think of buddy name? One of the NFL insiders, basically, that uh, – broke down why he believed that they might go away from Roquan Smith based on how he's built, his size, his arm length, stuff like that. But he's a 25-year-old linebacker that's one of the best linebackers in the game, and he absolutely can fit in a 4-3 defense. You don't go away from a Roquan Smith. You know, I get the sense that ultimately Ryan Pose and, uh, you know, Coach Flus, I, I still call him Matty E, um, they're, they're really committed to what how they walked in. Ryan Poe said, hey, we're going to build through the draft. We're going to get a bunch of people on prove-it uh, deal-type situations. Like, he already let you know what his game plan was. Yeah. And he's kind of stuck to it this entire time. And you got to respect that. you got to respect the fact that he walked in with the game plan in mind, stuck to his guns. We may not agree with all the moves, but we can kind of see the, the, the method to the madness. And, you know, this may be the one thing where – well, for one, this is not the one thing. For two, he's already – you know how I feel about how he drafted. I do feel like he could have did better in his draft. But, hey, we got $140 million next year. Yeah. Who knows, right? Uh, some of the receivers that we I wanted to go get, they're already tied to big deals. So, I don't know what who we're going to go grab. Hey, but, hey. hey. Are, you surprised that, uh, are you surprised that DK resigned? DK must know that they're going to go after uh, Jimmy G. Because there's no way in the world that he agreed to that. <laughs> you resigning for Geno Smith? You not resigning for, or Drew Locke? You not resigning for Drew Locke? No, dog. <laughs> Come on. Hey, they must. Hey, I get Andy Dalton would make me resign before Drew Locke would. <laughs> it's messed up. <laughs> it is what it is. I, I mean, it's, it's. I don't care what the stats say. Andy Dalton was was cold. I'd rather I trust I the red rifle before. No, I, 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 don't, I, I don't know about Drew cold. Locke. Anyway, he, he was uh, icy at times. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, <laughs> the red rifle. Uh, <laughs> all I gotta say is this: um, it, it's it would be in the same vein to see him get rid of Roquan, simply because he just wants to move on and start afresh. And I can understand that. I don't know what that does for our, for our cap. I don't know what other moves that allows us to make. I don't know if it's just. Well, you, I, I, really I mean, it doesn't it doesn't hurt you, right? Because you're finishing out his deal this year. You would end up uh, having to trade him in that sense, right? So you're probably just trying to get draft capital back for him. Maybe you end up with 
uh, a couple of seconds. You're not getting a first round pick for him at this point. Maybe, maybe you're not. Roquan's the kind of player that maybe you can finesse a first round pick out of somebody for it. But the thing is, to me, right? Like I want guys on this team that are talented and that are going to be consistently talented and consistently on the field. While Roquan Smith has missed time, he spent more time on the field than not, and he's really freaking good. He's a he's a twenty million dollar a year linebacker now. If Roquan now the, the other thing too is we don't know what's on the other side of this. If Roquan's in these meetings saying give me twenty five million a year for five years, all right. But I mean, we, well, what is the market really dictating for him? About twenty, about twenty, twenty to twenty two, about twenty to twenty two. Stretch for what he's accomplished. Twenty five is a stretch. 25 is a stretch for me because now 25, 25 to me, you're putting him above. Um, you're putting him above a lot of dudes. I'm, I got to see how the contracts break down. Let me see here. Um, highest paid linebackers. Uh, let's see what we got. Uh, yeah, Khalil Mack is still on there. I, I didn't think about that, but yeah, that that counts as well, I guess, uh, in theory. Um, yeah, dog, you're putting them above Darius Leonard. You're putting them above Fred Warner. You're putting them above CJ. CJ Mosley, I probably put them above. CJ Mosley, I put them above. But you're putting them above Fred Warner. You're putting them above Darius Leonard. Um, Von Miller. Well, I mean, that's that's a different situation there. That's that's age right know. there, but. That's that's just just now it, it's tough, right? Because there's a lot of there's a lot of the the now here's the different question. line, but it's essentially no matter what to me, no matter what deal's getting done, and this is probably what Pace is arguing, right? Like, it's hey, be the highest paid linebacker. I I love you, but you're not Darius Leonard, you're not Fred Warner. They make nineteen. That's probably what he's arguing, but I would be okay with you setting the market with what a. His, how does his stats stack up? He's behind Darius Leonard and Fred Warner. He's probably a little bit closer to uh, 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 Bobby Wagner. He's probably closer to Bobby Wagner than anything. And Bobby Wagner's making less money, but Bobby Wagner's also, I believe, 31, 32. So, like, there's an age difference there as well. He's 25. You're, you're, you're paying him based on the fact that he's performed this great on his rookie deal, and you're, you're expecting him to become even more than that in a 4-3 defense that's kind of set up for him to succeed in. So I, I get the arguing point, right? Do you want to pay him more than Fred Warner? Do you want to pay him more than uh, Darius Leonard, Chandler Jones, C.J. Mosley? I probably put him above C.J. Mosley, um, but I, I mean, he, he got a case though. He's absolutely got a case. Here's the thing: <laughs> wait, no, 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 the, he's wait, got a wait, case wait. to set the market for sure. He, he has a case against Fred Warner. I don't think he's got a nah nah. I would, I, I would, I would take Fred Warner over, over. This is, this is something where, hey, it's only one season, ultimately that we're comparing, because that's what it really was. But he did his thing. Oh no, for sure, Bears. for sure. He, he's, he's, he's been, he's been disrespected by the Chicago Bears, absolutely, or not by the Chicago Bears, by the NFL, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? I I get it. I I absolutely will put him up there. He stats. So what? What? Uh, here we go. Tw- uh, 2021 stats. Him versus Fred Warner. Warner. 
Uh, combined tackles, Roquan had 9.5. He Is this the average? What is this? Um, I'm guessing that's average. Yeah, it's definitely average because I know he had more than that. Uh, he averaged 9.59. Warner averaged 8.5. Solo tackles, 5.5. Warner, 4.9. Tackles for loss, 0.71. Warner, 0.44. Uh, sacks. Uh, Roquan had three. Warner had .5. Interceptions, one, zero. The the thing that you also have to look at, though, right, the numbers, you can say these numbers match up, and that's Roquan's talking point probably. But when you look at what's on the field, Roquan has to do more than Fred Warner does. But when you actually see him play, there's not many people that would look at Fred Warner and say, yeah, you're not better than Roquan Smith. And it's not a slight either. They're still you're you're talking right. We're talking about probably the two best linebackers in the NFL, and I'm putting Roquan Smith right up there with those guys. Yeah, but Fred already got his contract. Fred's got his contract already. So this is him. So this would be with, yeah. This would be Roquan like setting the said, market. No, you just you did just mention that. You yeah, did just they, mention that. Ro- Roquan would set the market. market. I I I would be okay with it. Roquan Smith to me is a twenty million dollar a year linebacker. I would be okay paying him upwards of twenty two, depending on how the contract weighs out. If he's going above that though, I understand why there's some hesitation because now that's a good chunk of your cap that you want to do more with. And I understand. I understand both sides of it. I understand why Roquan's doing this now because. Hey, I've been here. I was here. I've been here through the awful. And I know you just got here, but I've been here through the awful. And meanwhile, Ryan Poles is like, yeah, I, I get it. But uh, hey, hey you me. see that kid that's standing uh, behind center? That, uh, but I also get Ryan Poles saying, you, you see that kid that's standing behind center back there that got sacked nine times in a game last year? I ain't got nothing to do with he, me. He won't hey, get, me. he won't, he won't get sacked nine times in a game this year. I'm going to go hey, pay Poles. these offensive linemen. Hey, you play you play Ryan. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play work Ryan. Hey, Pose. I don't even play that side of the field, baby. Hey. <laughs> they ain't got nothing to do with me. Hey, listen. I, I, what, what we've been known as I, this I understand. Midwest what monsters? Guess what? These are Midwest monster stats. Hey. Don't give me a Midwest monster contract. Hey, I, 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 I understand you, and here's all I ask. Uh, we can Brace get trucking. we can we can get you the money that you're looking for in the season Brace. coming up. But right now, we're gonna have to. Uh, Work something out to get you to that point because uh, that kid over there, he makes the team, and we all start from scratch if he ain't good. <laughs> we I play defense, baby. I'm always gonna have a job. Hey, listen, I play defense. Hundred percent agree with you. Hundred percent agree with you. Hey, whether or not he throws a thousand picks or a thousand touchdowns. I'm always gonna have a job. Hey, but pay but, me my money. But do you? But do you? But do you want? Do you want a job that wins or loses? <laughs> hey, hey, if you if you if you want to if you want to keep running, plays, hey, if you want to keep running back that same stuff that you was running back with uh with old nag nagman out here for the last four years, yeah, we can get it done. But uh, if you want to actually win some games this season, <laughs> whether we win or lose, them checks clear. And the next time that check clear, I wanted to have some more zeros behind it. That's all hey, I'm we saying. We can get you some more zeros, but 25 ain't it. <laughs> and I don't hey, look, I don't know if Roquan's getting 25. I don't know if that's what he's even hey, asking for. Around. We don't know what's happening. <laughs> but it's it's we just messing around. We don't know what's happening. But it's it's one of those things, right, where I keep hearing that they're far apart on this number. I don't know if that means years yeah. or if that means money. If it means money. You can't look at Roquan and think he's on C.J. Mosley's level contract-wise. You can't look at him and say he's a $17 million a year player. He's way better than that. 
to me, he's around. He, I, I, I would be okay with Roquan setting the market for a year. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I would be okay with Roquan setting the market for a year. He's it's that, not going to last long. It's not going to last long. No, it'll be it'll be like Max was, where Mac was the highest paid outside linebacker or highest paid defensive lineman for like an hour, and then Aaron Donald was like, get the job done. <laughs> it's not going to last long at all. Like any of these things. Like The one thing that I don't want to hear about, you know, within reason, I don't want Chicago Bears in, in talent to ever have to have a conversation about whether or not it's too much money. Yeah. Guess what? Spend the money. Yeah. You're the Chicago Bears. And I'll After say this, picks. right? For all the Bears fans that After are like, picks. hey, listen. Yeah, I, I'll say this. For all the Bears fans that are like, we, well, the Bears have to be in Chicago for the Bears to be good. Uh, y'all, y'all realize, right? Like revenue that's made for the team goes back into the team. The Bears have to be where? Hey, listen, I'm all for it going to don't Arlington. None, don't none I'm, of the real people from Chicago even stay in Chicago anymore. Hey, the, the, you want to know what the thing is? The, the only thing that pisses me off about the Bears going to Arlington is the traffic it's going to cause while they're building that stadium. <laughs> That's going to piss me it's, off more than anything. If to you, you're going to feel the brunt of it. Yeah, I'm going to feel all of it. Um... But yeah, man. I mean, I I think I think the Roquan, I think the linebacker signings to me are for depth more so because I mean, even if like we keep hearing all these stories, and of course I'm gonna make videos on them, right? And there's people that are like, "Why are you making videos on the news that's coming out? These guys don't know anything. These guys are just talking." Well, I'm talking about what they're talking about because it's a sports talk show. That's how that's how sports talk works. But. At the same time, right, there's a there's this weird thing where it's like, are these guys just getting bad information or like Peggy Krasinski reporting about Tevin Jenkins, um, you know, that the Bears were actively trying to trade him. I don't know whether she was right or not, but Tevin's back. When you say Tevin's back, break that down for me because I was all I was still under not not Tevin's back, like his back, but Tevin's actually back on the field. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> he's he's back on the field. He was out there practicing all weekend. Um, when Luke Getz, he talked about Tevin Jenkins. He talked about him in a way that was glowing. I mean, he was like, "Hey, listen." Uh, he, now he did talk about him as if you better be available. Like he talked about, he talked about him like injury was a concern. Not like it was almost an excuse. That's how he was. He was like, he was like, you got to be on the field. You got, and I. It's weird to say I like it that way because that's how real football teams work. Like when you get hurt, you're hurt. Get yourself better. We love you. We're better with you out there. We absolutely would have to move on without you until you get back. Gotta go. They I, multiple professionals have have said that they're like football is not like any other sport. It's not we're waiting for this when we get this back. We're gonna get. He was like, he's gone. Get in there, figure it out. We got to keep going. So Luke talked about Tevin like that. Like he's better on the field. He needs to be competing for this tackle spot. He never. T- they asked him about him being. Is he competing for any other spots on the field? He's he's competing for the tackle position. Either one, he needs he needs to be out there competing for the tackle position. I love that, and I think that that's something that that is got got a little bit glossed over just by the fact that they talked about him being engaged in meetings, being uh, uh, involved in training, being involved in all the classroom stuff, and doing a great job. Um, so how the Bears look at him, at least based on what we're hearing, is that 
he's going to be out there. He's going to be competing. He's going to be complaining or he's going to be playing. What I did notice in Tevin's interview is Tevin didn't exactly sound thrilled about being in Chicago, but I also don't know if he just has a bad attitude about things, which also is good for an offensive lineman. I think he's just tired of the talking. Um, yeah, some play, some players just don't like doing media. Oh, uh, there's a bunch of them. Don't, don't they don't really like doing media? They're not. Going he to won't be. Tevin won't be a leader of your offensive line. He'll be a dude that is extremely talented. Well, I can't say that. I don't know. I, I, I won't say. I that. don't know. But based on kind of how he's somewhat dealt with the media, especially going through a lot of the injuries, and he seems like he's taking the scorned guy route. He won't be the face of the offensive line. I should say. You know what? That's kind of messed up for me to actually reduce him to because um, he's still a human being and human beings get tired of doing certain things. They get tired of certain narratives getting put out and stuff like that. So ultimately, if he heard those trade rumors and he was offended by that and he has to sit there and talk in the same room with some of those people putting out those uh, those rumors. Yeah, I feel some type of way, too. Like, like don't sit there and, and you know, critique my entire professional career which has yet to really start yeah to basically be i've barely even started it but you're already making these things up about me it's like no just let, let it play out shut up Give me well some time here's, here's the question do that's you, the thing i would, I would do you think in. they're rumors like both could be true right tevin jenkins could be back tevin jenkins could be competing for a spot tevin jenkins could be on the field trying to play with the chicago bears ryan poles could absolutely mm-hmm. still be on the phone like hey y'all want this kid First call better be to Atlanta because they put all the former Bears back together. They they down there talking about we're getting a band back together. <laughs> you know right now, if Atlanta comes out smoking, I'm gonna have the hey. oh god, I'm gonna laugh so hey. hard. Hey, you dog, I'm gonna laugh so you, hard. I was like, so so. You ever watched two Tagovailo? Not two. I'm sorry. You ever watched uh, um, Marcus Mariota? Not that great. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. that's the that's the number one. <laughs> I'm surprised Ryan didn't go get uh, Mitchell Trubisky. I was a little surprised by it myself. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm surprised they didn't make a play. Well, is it? No, I'm not. I'm not surprised by it. Well, I'm not surprised by Mitch at all for two reasons. I'm not surprised by Mitch. One, because Atlanta has no money, and two, what did Ryan Pace do for Mitch? He put him with a bad head coach. He put a terrible offensive line in front of him consistently. Yeah, Ryan Pace did all he did for Mitch was say, "Hey, we, I think you're good enough to draft you number two, but I hope that you're a god on the football field because I'm not giving you any help." I don't know, man. This is, I know it's it's like a it's forever ago, but it was like season. (laughs) No, what I'm saying. Well, Mitch was two seasons ago. Mitch was two seasons ago, but Mitch's best days were four seasons ago. Yeah. You know, Ryan Pace was being halted as executive of the year and stuff bro, like that. Like, bro, it bro, wasn't. That's that how fast it changes, bro. In 2018, Matt Nagy was the coach of the year. Ryan Pace was executive of the year. The Bears were 12 and four. Mitchell Trubisky was a pro bowler and we had Khalil Mack. Look how fast it changes. 2018 was that? 19, right? 2019, oh, right? 2018, 2019. No, Mitch started. got drafted 17. Yes, that's 2018. 2019 is when Nagy was like, okay, we're going to start doing this. And we started a complete change. Well, 19, to me, 19, honestly, we lost Vic Fangio and the defense started letting people score a lot more touchdowns. To me, it, it was a very easy, it's very easy to try to collapse. 
Um, but we don't. I don't want to go into that too much. But it's just like, <laughs> hey, it wasn't that long. I just, ago. I just say, pace really didn't do that much for Mitch. So I can see why Mitch would be like, hey, I appreciate you getting me into the league. I ain't coming to play for you. I, I, you know what? Here's the thing. I think Mitch had the same issues as as Justin, but Justin got the brunt of it. I think if Pace, I mean, and Nagy had really just did the same rollouts and stuff like that, they would have been a lot better. I, I, I'll say this. This is my thing. I, I keep hearing like Mitch talk about, oh, you know, Buffalo let me play my game. They let me do this. They let me make these moves. He let him play his game when he played. No. Now he did have one horrible pick. Bro, but, but, that, that, but that. this th- that's my thing, right? Like Mitch is talking like he got in games and was like dotting mugs up. And mugs were like, wow, you're really the next one, bro. We, we got you. After this season, you leave, we got you. It's they, training. They picked him because he was, he was the best of a bad bunch. Like it was, I think Mitch signed his deal. And Mariota signed an hour later. Let, let's be honest. It's the training. In training, that QB room and that, that QB staff, they kind of built they built this confidence back. I, I'm fine with missing. this. I rock with that. I, I Listen, I really do hope. And I know I think we got a uh, 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 sandwich bet or whatever, whatever, or a bottle bet, whatever, that um, – I say he's gonna have a. If, if you said Mitch is gonna have a, a really good season, I said he's still gonna be the same dude. But I really hope he he plays well because first Did of all, say I'm gonna be better than Fields. No, I didn't say he's gonna be better than Fields. Was that the? Because I don't I don't think he plays out the full season. I don't think he does either. Unfortunately, <laughs> I think that. And the thing is, he here's the thing: if he but but this is the thing: if he plays well, Mike Tomlin's not gonna bench him. Yes, he is. Nah. Mike Tomlin won. Mike Tomlin's never been under 500. Mike Tomlin's not going to bench a quarterback that's winning him games. He's never in his career been under 500. That is a record that you can say is, hey, listen, I, we win here. You come here, we win. He's had Mason Rudolph, and they finished above 500. You have you have a really hey listen hometown kid all of that right that's them stories sound great till somebody starts winning. If Mitch is winning, they will not bench Mitch. If they if he's winning, here's what's gonna happen. Because it's what a a it's just this year, right? What the the it's a one year ten million dollars one year deal. They'll ride out the if he's winning, they'll ride out the season with Mitch. I'm not saying they'll resign him. They'll probably go to what's his name after, but they'll ride out the season with Mitch because at the end of the season, if they if they uh I think they're gonna if go they're to out, they'll bench him. Yeah, if they're gonna go to Ken and, and I, I'll tell you this, they're gonna be winning and, and Mitch is gonna have one bad game. And then that's when the talk's gonna be put in picket, and it's gonna be a hor- it's gonna be horrible. It's gonna be tough. But you know what? It, it depends on how they're winning. It depends on if Mitch is a reason why they're winning. If Mitch is a reason why they're winning, they won't bench him. He needs to be in a situation. Uh, to be honest with you, he needs to be in one of these worst teams. He yeah, needs, but he no, needs, you he need, need to, to go to the commanders. No, because no, here's the thing. You need to be on a team like this with an offensive line, with weapons, with a running back, with all these things right, because then it shows other teams. He, he's not going to be back next season, probably. He's not going to be a Pittsburgh Steeler next year. But what it does, unless he balls out, if he dominates, he'll be a Steeler for the next five years. But what it does is shows teams I that... I think so. So what happens with Pickett? You let them sit. They don't care. 
You can't let that kid. Bro, this, I'm bro, against that. Bro, I'm against bro, welcome to the NFL. They do not care. It is about what have you done for me lately. Allen Robinson is probably going to have a dominant year this year. Allen Robinson had two dominant years with the Chicago Bears, where absolutely he was one of the best receivers in the NFL. And you know what he did last season? Why? Because Nagy stopped using him in the scheme. Justin Fields really wasn't looking his way. A plethora of reasons. You know what Muggs started saying? He can't play football. Even though the five 1,000-yard seasons with terrible quarterbacks, or no, how many? Four? Four 1,000-yard seasons. More than I thought he should have gotten. With terrible quarterbacks his entire career. He went from Blake Bortles to Mitch Trubisky to Andy Dalton to Nick Foles to some other backup that was in there for a while. This, Andy Dalton gets a, a, get, keeps getting the short end of the stick because he was moving them chains. Stop signing them nobody, contracts then. Hey, listen, <laughs> nobody says Andy Dalton didn't get killed like Justin Fields did. He did not. No, Andy he didn't Dalton get killed, but Andy, Dalton's, Andy Dalton also knew where the heck to go. Yeah, I mean he's a he's a he's a, a new system for him too. He's a he's a he's. A, but, I can't compare rookie to to. But he's an NFL I'm vet. Not, I'm not I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna do that. But I will say this. I think Andy Dalton could have been a lot better than we gave him credit for, and it was such a pressure to get Fields on the on the field. He was like, I'm gonna fake this injury. Like I don't think he was really injured. Oh, he was hurt. He was hurt because he was because he was starting and doing well. He was starting and doing well. He wouldn't have the went down. The more he completed passes, the more he was like, well, see, if Fields was on the field, he'd have ran that one. Like, the more he did it. Oh, no. I was fine with Andy. I Remember, remember, I wanted Andy to play because I was like, Jason Peters is 100. Justin's gonna die. <laughs> I Justin we died. we just picked we just picked him really high. I want him to live. Andy dies. Tough to say. Andy died. But oh, oh yeah, you were sacrificed, <laughs> bro. Sacrificial. <laughs> if Andy dies, I hate to say it, but Andy died. Like, but Andy made that. O-line Andy's not my future. Andy made that O line look good to me. That kind of goes into the next topic. Like our O line now is ranking eleventh in the preseason ranking. That's 11 out of how many teams? 30, 32. Well, NBA has 30. That's pretty freaking high. Hey, bro. Pretty freaking high. And here's dude. and so here's my question. I understand <laughs> Ryan Poles. Here we go. Ryan Poles didn't do what a lot of us thought he would do in the draft. We thought at least with one of those top second round picks, he would go get a wide receiver. Now, we'll get into Nikhil Harry's situation in a second here, but he makes a move, goes and gets a former first-round pick that's a big-body wide receiver that was showing out pretty well at camp. Mm-hmm. He seemingly fixed the offensive line. You got to see it in person. But he went out and he got three – like, he got three offensive linemen, two of which – all three of which are low-penalty guys, mm-hmm. two of which are – they've given up – they gave up one, two sacks between them, I think. One sack, maybe, between them? Because I know Michael Schofield gave up a sack last season. I don't think Lucas Patrick gave up one, but I might be wrong on that. Is Lucas going to be back? Lucas should be back by the beginning of – it was a broken thumb. He should – and, they, you know, you can play with a club on that hand. kind of works to your advantage. It, it sounds weird, but, I mean, like when a football helmet comes through and they're like, are you holding? Nah. Pink. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's tough. But um, you're, you're talking about – he went out and he got you a starting NFL center, a starting NFL right tackle, 
a starting NFL or right or left tackle, a starting NFL right guard and absolutely got your protection for offensive line if it it pans out on the field, right? First things first, do you think this offensive line line with the names that we have now pans out? Let's start there. Do you think this offensive line with the names we have now pans out, especially throwing in the caveat that mm-hmm. Tevin Jenkins seems like he's going to be on this team and you're and and they view him as their most talented offensive lineman? One way or the other, I think it does. And I'm excited about that part. Um, I just want to see what Justin looks like behind a halfway decent line. And whether it's 11th best in the league or not, it's way better than what we were at. What we were ranked 28th last season. The bottom. (laughs) The bottom. (laughs) It's better than that. I mean, you got to think about that's a 20 team jump. That's that. Here's the thing, right? And I think that's, that's I think ridiculous. that I think that's what mugs don't look at. When I say because I went, I gave my my NFL predictions last uh, or my Bears predictions last week, not my NFL ones yet. We'll do that this week. But my Bears predictions last week, and I said the Chicago Bears can win nine games this season, not because they're going to be this dominant football team, but because the, the teams they play suck. Yeah, the schedule is. If you have the eleventh best offensive line in the NFL, now of course you got to play it on the field. These are preseason rankings; they mean as much as a hill of beans, right? Bears came into to twenty twenty as rated as one of the best football teams in football, and then Matt Nagy. Um, Nagy go Nagy. Nagy go Nagy. But uh, if if you get to the point where they are at a minimum a top fifteen offensive line. Mm-hmm. They're going to be better than half the defensive lines they played this season. That's an improvement. That puts you in a completely different direction offensively, especially going run heavy. David Montgomery's been a thousand yard back. What a bad offensive line. (laughs) And he missed time last season. And he was still a thousand yard back. Now, granted, right, with 17 games, what's that break down to? Like two... It's like 55 yards a game, something like that. 56 yards a game. You get a thousand yards, something like that. Or, or 55 to like 60 yards a game. I think you get a thousand yard season. So it's kind of like, yeah, I'm not going to overvalue it crazy. But behind a bad offensive line, that's pretty good. Hey, 60 yards for a running back but behind a bad O-line. And, you know, the way that we were, like he really got most of his yards when, um, but look, uh, Bill was calling the plays because we know Nagy wasn't really calling it though, those run plays when he was there. So that's pretty much half that season. Yeah, it's it's something to really look at. Yeah. Uh, overall, I think they've created this nice little incubator for Justin. They've given him the right systems to kind of show what he has, and you know I, I've said, this but that's before. what you're supposed to do. That's what you're supposed that's to what do. You're supposed and to I'm, do. I, Your no guy, what, what did Bill do last year? Belichick. He he did the same thing for Mac, but Mac Jones, honestly, he was the most prepared QB outside of um he was the most prepared QB in my opinion. Mac was in the, Mac was in the perfect system for him. He was in a And system Bill didn't put him in no bad positions. Bill was like, hey, that blizzard game, he said, You're not throwing the football. <laughs> that was just common sense. <laughs> you know, because even I think they was playing the Bills. They was playing Yeah, the Josh Bills. didn't Josh throw it. No, no, Josh was throwing it because he was throwing th- Remember, I was like, bro, he's throwing through the wind. 
How hard I mean, he does he like throw? 14 passes. He didn't throw a lot. Hey, but he threw hard, bro. <laughs> them 14 passes. Hey, them 14 like, passes Josh, wasn't Josh, short, bro. That mother was like, let me hit you with this bullet. <laughs> has a freaking cannon. But um, I, but still, like, I don't take everyone looks at that. It was like, oh, Mac was in a good situation. No, Mac Jones is a really freaking good QB. I think he's a good QB. I think he's a good like, QB. Mac Jones I don't know if I go really game, freaking man. good, but I think he's good. He was better that he he had better. Re- Listen, he had some pretty good games. Yeah, and he had some pretty good games. Didn't he go toe to toe with Tom Brady? Didn't he play Tom Brady last season? He did play Tom. I don't think it was toe. He had a. Really I don't good game. think it went toe to toe, but I know he did play Tom. Uh, I watched him. He was making some plays that ultimately you can't sit there and say, "Well, Bill did that." No, that's stupid. The kid, the kid is a stud. He he went out there and he made plays. Like we give sometimes, I think toe to toe, toe to toe ish. Um, early in the season, nineteen to seventeen. Clearly, it's a defensive game in this situation, which which is good for Mac Jones, right? Defense showing yeah. out. Um, Not good for Mac Jones though, because that that defense wasn't all that great. Who's the Patriots? They were rebuilding it. Oh, the Patriots. Uh, yes and no. It was it wasn't all that great, but it was still pretty good. And Tampa Bay had a better, way better defense than they did. Yeah, for sure. No, uh, Tom Brady was twenty two for forty three at two hundred sixty nine yards, no touchdowns that game. Very unbrady like. Um, where is Mac Jones? Did they put him to together? Time. I tell you that much. Oh, no, I got to switch here. Hold up. Uh, Mac Jones went 31 for 40, 275 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. He outplayed Tom Brady. Now, he didn't outplay Josh Allen, though. <laughs> I, was putting, not, I, was, I was putting a lot on that. I was like, hey, he, he, he competed against the Buccaneers. Bill Belichick's not getting blown out versus the Bill. Hey, they got it. It was over. It was over, hey, it was over quick. It was over quick. But Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes put up the best game in football. That wasn't – I mean, that's probably that's probably a top five game in football history. I don't care what anybody says. They were – Josh Allen is that that's, guy. He is him. The he only reason five. I'm going to say that's one of the top five games I've ever seen in my life is because the the number one for me is Brady coming back. Two is the Bears versus the Cardinals, where Rex throws the hilarious pass that we laugh about all the time, but the Bears come back. But that might be arguably the greatest playoff game I've ever seen, but I'm going to say second greatest because of the circumstance of Brady did his in the Super Bowl. Oh yeah. I give you that. I give you that. But it, but like watching it, excitement, I don't don't like ranking them. It was, it was probably like football games all time to me. That bears one will always hold in my heart because it was just like, we weren't supposed to win that game. (laughs) And Rex was doing everything in his power to make sure we didn't. You, you know, if you want to, if we have to fill out the top five, I think uh, Eagles versus uh, Patriots is up there for me. Uh, that Phillies, uh, the Phillies Super Bowl, that's the pull that off. That's a great like, one. Uh, and both Eli games versus Tom Brady. Those are those are my other two. Most of my most of my top football games I've ever seen are against Tom. <laughs> are, are Tom Brady's in them at a minimum. 
Tom Brady's in them. The the Super Bowl versus Atlanta. Both yep. Eli Super Bowls because I was rooting for Eli because I liked Eli because everybody was like, Eli sucks. And I was like, Eli doesn't yeah, suck. He's not line. great, but he doesn't suck. But he's definitely not great. But he's going to be a Hall of Famer. But he's definitely not great. I don't know what uh, what uh, whether it was I Am Athlete or um, The Pivot, but someone was just a... a, a I Am Athlete, I think. How, I think it was I Am Athlete. You talked about how, how much of a stud playoff Eli was and how much he was a different player. Yeah. I like the fact that Eli gets his credit because he really didn't have any of the tools his brother had. No. The, well, he didn't he, have the he, same offensive no, line. That's what it is. Touch. Right there. Eli used to get murdered. Murdered. <laughs> murdered. Remember Jay Cutler? Like that. But actually, a little bit better. <laughs> that's that's hey man. Listen, Eli used to get murked, and I don't remember him <laughs> hey, getting injured. Hey, the funny thing was when he said when he said uh, um, you put the <laughs> he said he said the shoulder pad would be sticking up. <laughs> he said Eli just Ugh. and all I I remembered every time he would do that, Eli would get hit, complete a pass, look up, be running down the field just. <laughs> no. I gotta give it to him. like no matter what Eli's gonna yeah, that's always in there. hold a special place in my heart. Those two are in there because one, you beat perfection, and then two, you beat probably the best team out of out of them. Uh, so I give him credit on that. Uh, yeah, that's my top five right there. Then hey, I'd probably I'd probably go with that Bears versus Cardinals all time games. And look, uh, by the way, I'm, I'm 28. Like I ain't seen like you're not finna hit me with a you didn't see the comeback in Denver when when like yeah, I I saw it, but like I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Excuse me for not paying attention to John Elway when I was 4. Like yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm 28. I admit though, I do remember some John Elway games. Oh, John Elway was and a dog. John Elway was John Elway was, was a dog, my boy. John one Elway. of my favorite QBs for the longest time. And then I got to see prime Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. I loved John. You know what? This is my thing. I love anybody in in football. I love anybody that has the cojones to come back and get a get a job done. That's why for me, Philip Rivers is never high on my list because Philip Rivers was the ultimate heartbreaker. Philip Rivers would get you all the way back into a game, get you within one point, get you to the one yard line, and throw a pick. Completion. <laughs> or an incompletion or like or like yeah always right always so that's why i always look at it but like the guys that always stand out to me are the guys that like were kind of mid not well john Elway was never mid but kind of like he's a he's a really good quarterback but i don't know if he's gonna get the job done in this situation and then they just find a way to get it up kurt warner was like that Kurt Warner, there's Kurt, no. I Kurt would Warner's look at. Gamer. I would look at Kurt Warner's game, and I would be like, he definitely could play football. But then Kurt Warner would be, he would be down like 20 points with four minutes to go, and you'd be like, well, this is over. And then he would just win the game. Yeah, like, how did he just? How did he just win the game? Like, there's no, there's no logical reason you just won this game. We got really off track here. I don't even know how we got down this tangent, but I love it. We yeah, have a good know conversation. What? I don't know how we did either, but I love the fact that we we have the ability to do so and we just keep it pushing. We're keeping it I'll pushing, man. This, and this is going to be a hard take that we, I, I'm just going to drop this and we're going to debate it later. Is Phillip Rivers and Brett Favre really the same person? They just only just one Super Bowl separates them? Because Brett Favre was just, Brett Favre, just has, out of the game. Brett Favre has a lot of comebacks, though. Like Brett, If Brett Favre threw you out the game, Brett Favre threw you out the game. Like Philip Rivers, I mean, Philip Rivers would bring you back into the game and then lose it. Like Brett Favre, if he threw you out the game, like he threw six picks. 
Well, here's the here's the caveat though. Philip Rivers has 421 touchdowns, 209 interceptions. Brett Favre has 508 touchdowns, 336 interceptions. Yeah. Also played at a time where I don't think people really cared about the quarterback position that much. I think by the time he finished his career, we cared a lot more. But it's some quarterbacks. Your your favorite Hall of Fame quarterbacks, they stats, them, them completion percentages sometimes look bad, man. <laughs> you go you go oh, back, no. you be like, bro, he was a dog. He was a dog. And then you go look up his stats, you be like, man, he completed 48% of his passes. That's a fact. Hey, I, 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 I wouldn't draft this dude. <laughs> you say that because the person we were just talking about, good Lord, it, it, how did I just forget his name? John Elway. Uh, What's John Elway? John, Completion percentage. His might be better, though. John was decent. John was pretty accurate. John was hilarious. 54%. Never mind. <laughs> oh my god never mind yeah, i mean hey hey i set that up perfect i was trying to throw it out there man oh that's bad i know right, no 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 his completion percentage overall hold on wait wait, wait. Uh, the, the google be messing me up it's still 56 percent. it's still pretty bad it's not. It, 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 yards it, here's the thing. Here's though. the thing. Here's the thing. It's bad, but it's not right. That means you complete over one of every two passes. He, he I'll say this: four thousand yards and ninety-three is an accomplishment. Yeah, for sure. He was a dog, bro. Like I, I don't take nothing away from him. Who's his contemporary? Dan Marino is his contemporary. Oh yeah, well. Well, we know what Dan. Hey, is. no, Dan. Dan was a dog. Hey, hey, you look up Dan completion percentage. What's it's Dan about completion 59. percentage? Fifty nine point four percent. His what? Fifty nine point four. Yeah, yeah. No, Dan was a dog, bro. <laughs> oh snap, Dan. Dan. Oh no, no wonder they said he was Patrick Mahomes looked like him. Yeah, Dan was killing. Hey, Dan was a dog, bro. You want to? I I'll tell you this. I tell you, this, never got the job done. And and here you want to hear another tough take, and then we get on back on some bear stuff after this. You want to hear another tough take though? What's that? Ooh, Joe Burrow could game. absolutely be like Dan Marino, and I think you hope that because of his tackles, getting the job, being there now, he gets back to another Super Bowl. But getting to Super Bowls is really, really, really hard, and he happens to play in a division um, or a conference, I should say, that there's a lot of teams that we could talk about getting to a Super Bowl this year: Broncos, Chargers. Uh, uh, um, I don't think Patriots make it this year. Uh, Bills, Chiefs. Bills could thank you. There's a lot of teams you could talk about making it to a Super Bowl this year. I still think that he uh, absolutely. You didn't, it. you didn't even mention it. The Colts could make it. Oh, I think well, that, no, 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 that's no, my that's, pick. That's AFC. That's my pick. We played against them in the Super Bowl. Uh, that, that's that's my that's my pick to make the Super Bowl. I ain't gonna lie to you because I think they had every tool. They, they have a great offensive line, great defensive line, great linebackers, great cornerbacks, great running back, uh, 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 and now they have a great quarterback. You know what? I kind of I'm I'm gonna ride with you on that pick, and I know that that probably doesn't make for good t- uh, TV, but. I really want to see Matt Ryan get it done because I think Matt Ryan is one of the most disrespected quarterbacks of, of our. Of I think Matt Ryan just played for the Falcons, and so we don't pay attention to him as much. I think the Falcons are like football's uh, football Spurs. Yeah. Right, like if you only look at Manu Ginobili's numbers, you would say Manu Ginobili's not a Hall of Famer. League MVP. I mean, he wasn't even selected to Pro Bowls in years. He should have been a Pro Bowler. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think Atlanta's the yeah, his stats. It's like, how does he not get selected? Yeah, I, I think Atlanta's like a. I think Atlanta's like a 
NFL version of the Spurs. That was a That's lot a of, different topic for a different day. But I mean, who in 2015 was doing was balling so much that he couldn't get a Pro Bowl selection in the NFC? Yeah. Um, fifteen, fifteen. I had twenty-one touchdowns, sixteen ints. I get it. Forty-six hundred yards, though. Twenty-one, sixty-six percent completion. What, rate. what was his record then? Eight and eight. Well, yeah, that'll keep you out. Um, yeah, that's true. That will keep you out. <laughs> that'll keep you out. Uh, oh, 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 seventeen, ten and Cam. Yeah, well, that, that was a mistake. Uh, no, he was league MVP. And uh, the the Panthers went 15 and 1. Somebody else who never got the job. Hey, hey, listen. Hey, listen. The, Fal- the Panthers went 15 and 1. The Falcons went 8 and 8. They were in second place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know I'm going to ride for Matty, uh, for, for Matty Ice. Hey, hey, Cam I, I had his really year. Like Cam had his year, but hey, look, it didn't pan out. He had his year. He had he had a, a couple nice years. Uh, let's get back on some Bears stuff, man. <laughs> I'm a Maddie Ice. I'm a Maddie Ice. Uh... Can't go wrong with a Maddie Ice. Uh, so here's the thing, right? We were talking about the Bears' offensive line and how they rank. I, I don't even know how we got here, but shout out to us. Um, we were talking about the. By the way, hit that like button, subscribe to the page if you enjoying the content out here. Uh, talk of Brandon stuff week. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? The the Bears offensive line ranking 11th in preseason rankings, right? With Tevin Jenkins coming back, does that do anything for you? Does that make you feel like they're better? Does that make you feel like it's the same? Does that make you feel like this Bears offensive line is no. built? It does absolutely nothing for me. Does he start for you? I honestly don't care if he does. And I don't mean to just say it like that, but let's be honest. I, I want to, I, I just want to throw this out there for the record. Everyone that we have all these high hopes for ain't shown us nothing. Fields ain't showed us nothing. Jenkins ain't really showed us nothing. Nobody's really hey, shown listen. us anything. Hey, listen. So I don't know where these predictions be coming from, but like, hey, you got to show me. Yeah. You got to show me something. And I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer. Like I said, I, I really want them to do well. I Sincerely. Hey, you all heard us on this show. Tevin Jenkins loved his attitude. When my QB was getting killed, I saw the rook go over there and handle business. That's what I like. That's why I kind of like that he's he was a D-bag to the press. Not a D-bag. He answered the questions. But, like, the attitude yeah. was very, the, the attitude was very, like, come on, bro. Like I, sh- I, sh- I shouldn't have to be here talking to y'all right now. Y'all been slandering me. And and I, I kind of like that because it's also like it. if he takes that on the field, it's like, hey, my boy, you know you're not supposed to be touching my quarterback. I, I, you know you're not supposed to be touching I my quarterback. It. Yeah, I mean, like I, I want – I want I don't want good – I don't want good guys on my offensive line. Olin Krutz ain't a good guy. I mean, that like he's probably a great guy to meet, shake his hand, all that stuff. But on the football field – He's not well. Yeah, I mean, maybe not off the field, but but on the football field, right? Like in person, I've heard Olin's a great dude. I would love to meet him. Love to have him on the show. Love to talk to him. But on the field, he's not a great guy, and that's why he's a Hall of Famer. That's why he's that. That's why he was great because the dude on the other side of the field. He wanted to beat. He wanted to hurt. He wanted to hit really hard and make them not get up. Sometimes you need those guys. Yeah, you can't sit there and have these people play this physical sport 
where they have to have all this this testosterone and and like and expect them to be the nicest people. Like I don't look at I've never looked at anyone from a from the defensive standpoint and say, yeah, I, I think we could go out there and you know he's he's gonna sign kids and kiss babies. Like I don't, I never thought that. Akeem like, Hicks. You know what that, Akeem like, Hicks. But Akeem you know, was the same way to me. Akeem is no. the nicest dude in the world off the fi- off the field. I've talked to Akeem, uh, 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 kind of, not really. He was passing by. I made a joke. He laughed at it, pointed at me, shouted me out. I said I talked to Akeem. Technically, I did. But <laughs> nicest dude in the world, but it was during COVID. It was right after COVID. They told him, you can't sign anything. You can't talk to nobody. You can't walk up to nobody. He wanted to, but he couldn't. But on the field... He's trash talking every dude on the other side. I'm coming for you. Don't make, oh, you, you talking trash? I'm going to get, okay, I'll be back there. Don't worry about it. Hey, listen, you're not coming my way. You running that way. That's what I want. Roquan Smith talking trash to Phillip Rivers. One of the greatest things I've seen. Phillip won. But Roquan said, bring that back. I want to see you bring that back. He brought it back. <laughs> brought it back. He brought it back. Oh, you like that? You like that? Nah, no. Hey, 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 hey. So here's the thing. Like, hey, I like the attitude. I like what he brings. But I'm not. I'm not really big on how people overanalyze it. I don't want us to overanalyze it. I don't. I want him to have the opportunity to go on the field and show. Here's the thing that I'll say. Tra- that happens, does training camp mean something game. for you, NFL wise? Yet, does training camp? Because like when people. The the thing that I can't say to other training camps because I don't focus on other training camps that much. I just don't. Uh, I watch the Lions legitimately because I know he's in here. Don Burr talks about the Lions so much. So I tune in with the Lions. And listen, Don Burr, come on, dog. I got I got I told Don Burr, in the, uh, uh, I think it was Friday. If the Lions beat us once this year, I'll buy him a jersey. He wants a DeAndre Swift jersey. Get ready to buy that jersey. They're going to beat us. They got enough talent to do that. I'll give them that. Uh, if the Lions beat us, hey, listen, it's a standing beef with Detroit. It don't matter. It. We're going to split it. I, we all said we're going to split it. We said we're going to split it. We all said that Minnesota has the opportunity to run the, uh, run, the, run the division. I didn't say we split in Detroit. And okay, maybe that was an offline conversation, but you said that there's a good chance that we split. I don't remember ever saying that. I don't think I'd even – that don't even sound like me talking about Detroit. I don't think Detroit's ever going to beat us. What team in Detroit can beat us? The whole city. The whole city. Didn't they beat us last season? No. They recently beat us. They haven't beaten us in probably three years. Nah, I don't think that's right. Bro, Mitchell Trubisky is a god versus the Detroit Lions. He was a god. He was a god versus maybe his first year. When's the last time we lost to the Lions? It might be 2018. I'm about to find out. Because Mitch was a god versus the Lions. The, the games that y'all remember him dominating most are the Buccaneers and Mitch versus the Lions in that one Cowboy game. <laughs> Mitch versus the Lions, I think, is like 12 touchdowns, one interception. It's His stats versus the Detroit. Hold up. Let me see if Stat Muse got that, bro. Yeah, we lost in 20. We lost in 2020. 34-30. 2020. Okay, that's that's three years ago now. Two years ago now. And we lost in 2017. 20 to uh 2018. Well, 2017, that makes oh, sense. We lost in 2017 twice and 2016. Well, 2017 makes sense. That was still Fox. Nagy came 18. 
That team was awful. That team was hey, god awful. I would say this: if you go Hold by on, the see. last, Mitchell Trubisky stats. You took a lot of ales against the uh, Detroit Lions. Hey. I wouldn't sit there and ride that high horse hey. right there, my Hey, hey, oh, hey. hey, listen, listen, listen. Y'all, y'all could. Why we did? Here's the thing. Here's the thing, though, kid. Here's the. Hey, listen. Here's the thing, though. Matt. Uh, why can't I think of his name in L.A. Matt Stafford. I I was thinking Matt Ryan as we was talking about him. Matt Stafford versus the Chicago Bears. Uh, didn't beat hey hey didn't beat Mr. Trubisky. No, he didn't. But he didn't have a receiver either. <laughs> Mr. Trubisky stats. All right, hold on. I, I guess I said the wrong thing. Let's see what it is. Mr. Trubisky win loss record versus the Detroit Lions. Well, he got to be like three and one. Stop. Mitch or Trubisky. It, no, no, we play him twice every year, right? Win loss record versus the bro. Stat Muse be tweaking. Mitch no, Trubisky right win loss record versus the Detroit Lions. I can send it to you. It's right here. We know who the starting QB was. Four and three. <laughs> hey, when you write, you write, baby. <laughs> oh, he must have played 17 then. He must have played them both games in 17. Because I know he only lost one. Matt Nagy only lost to the Lions one time. Couldn't have. He only lost to the Detroit Lions one time. I know that for a fact. So he must have played them both times in 2017. I could be wrong. No, yeah, no, you're right about that. Because he got hired in 18. He got hired in 18. That's crazy. No, you're right. He only lost once. And that's that 34 to 30 game, ain't it? So Matt Nagy's a god against Matt them. Nagy is a <laughs> god versus the Lions. So my whole point is to say, I'm not worried about the Detroit Lions, right? <laughs> but uh I, I pay attention to their trading camp a little bit more because of Don Burr always popping in. And I, I think here's the funny thing about it, right? We go at it in the chat. He's probably talking mad junk right now, even though this is pre-recorded. I love like he, he's one of my favorite people on YouTube because he actually knows sports. He's just such yeah. a God level troll. The Bears yeah. blocked him. The Chicago Bears YouTube channel blocked him. So he made another YouTube channel. <laughs> hey, you see it in there now? It's Don Bird 2.0 with a different Lions hat. <laughs> shout out to you, Don. Hey, Don, shout out to you, brother. But I, I'll say this. Uh, your question was, does it mean anything to me? Yet? Does training can't mean anything. But the reason I was saying that is because yes, we've heard so many good things in this training camp from not just Chicago reporters, but national. And that's not normal for us. We weren't hearing good things about Mitch in training camp. We were hearing he had a couple of nice throws and then he did this. And then he had a couple of nice throws and then he did this. With Fields, we've heard a lot more of the glowing things. And yeah, there's been some days, a, a day or two here where he's had a downtime. But it hasn't been... I don't know if th- it hasn't been. I don't know if this guy's got it. It's been we're really surprised by how good he looks. I think the narrative is changing, or and, and that's just all it was. It's just certain narratives. I think I remember, um, although it wasn't really something I was like digging into, glowing reviews that you know Mitch had in 2018 and and going into 2019 a little bit. How they expect what the expectations were based off how he looked and. It wasn't. It wasn't as fifty fifty as most people make it out to be. Like no, but even even then, it was he's 
it, even then it it all came it with the favorable cap- though they gave favorable reviews no but it all came with the caveat of anything he messed up there was a lot of like he missed this he missed this he missed this but guys we knew he was raw like that was that was that caveat that came with it anytime it was something negative it was but guys we knew that he was a raw talent you were gonna have to develop this kid i think the the what's changed is people's faith in Matt Nagy at that time and that system because he was coach of the year and stuff like that, it had to be the QB's issue if it didn't work. And whereas now we're in a situation where we clearly see that it was more than just that. It was definitely coaching. It's definitely developing stuff like that. Now we're rolling into it and they're like, hey, no, like this is what a real organization looks like from the top down. they They look a lot better. You know, the communication is a lot better. Some of the players have talked about and the overall feel uh, invite within an organization is different. And so because of that, now I think that's why you get more glaring reviews about Justin and stuff like that, because you can see, hey, all right, there's some competency here within this organization, whereas before that wasn't there. And so I don't I think what what tends to happen is the QB gets a lot of blame mm-hmm. for things that that legitimately could be a head coach's fault. And it doesn't hit the head. It doesn't come to until you get to your second QB and you're like, hey, this doesn't work. Which we didn't have to get to our second QB. We didn't. Nick Foles came in there a couple games. This ain't working. Yeah. Nick Foles told you off bat. It ain't working. Yeah. Nobody wanted to sit there and give it credit. No, it's this. A professional player literally told you, hey, I don't have enough time to even execute the plays that you're trying to get me to execute. And you, we wanted to sit there and kill him. So, I mean, hey, listen, I'm happy for Fields because now he has a fair shake. And that's all I wanted Mitch to have was a fair shake. And so I'm happy he's getting that. I'm happy he's getting a fair But Mitch didn't get a – I think gotta, Mitch didn't get a fair shake from the coaching standpoint. I, I'll agree with that now. Mitch, if if – and nobody's come out, even Matt Nagy hasn't come out and refuted it. Right? Like, if somebody slanders you like how Matt got slandered when he left town, mm. you say something. Matt ain't saying you did. You didn't show up to a meeting where your quarterback showed up with notes ready to tell you the things that he thought were going to make the team better that you set up. You didn't show up. Matt ain't said nothing. Like, that's a major... You didn't include him in any of the... That's a major slander as a head coach, especially one that's involved in the offense as much as Matt was. Like, that is a, this dude sucked, and there's nothing you can tell me that he... Mitch, he basically said, he sucks, and he messed me up, and I'm better than that. And Buffalo showed me that. And Matt said nothing about it. So I'm happy that Fields is getting out. Because, <laughs> again, it's like when we sit there and we really talk about it and we're honest about it, the Bears' history and what happened, how do we go from 12-4 and four to laughing stock of the league? You can't not go over this history yeah. several times. Yeah. Like, it's impossible to. And you like, almost hey, have to to feel good about the, where this team is now. <laughs> you have to. Like, why Why are we getting such glaring reviews of how we look? Because we look so freaking bad. Why do we look so freaking bad? Hey, our coach and our QBs weren't even talking to each other. Yeah. Go figure that the freak out. Yeah. Like, I mean, you have to put that into perspective. So, again, I'm happy that we have a, a uh, GM who's definitely involved, not handcuffed, not handcuffed, 
able to put his own people in place. He got the right people. He pretty much stole everyone from Green Bay for a good portion. I mean, that's what the, all the first signings look like anyway. Um, but he got people here who know who know football. Yeah. And he got uh, – oh, I mean, listen, we're ranked 11th. I know pre, it's just preseason. I want to see these people against – like, I mean, it's not even preseason, but I want to see them in preseason yeah. and stuff like that. I want to see all of that. I want to see how it looks. But I'll take that because we were definitively 30 in the – we were bottom of the league. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I remember. We weren't the dead last. I think the Bengals were, we were dead close. last. We was close. We was close, though. We weren't no, dead last, yeah. but we was close. We weren't dead last. But we were pretty freaking close. I mean, here's, our QB here's, didn't get like almost a season ended an injury, but he almost died. Hey, hey, nine sacks. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> he might have some mental issues that he might I mean <laughs> that's a that's a bad day. Um, let me ask you this then. So when you're talking about when we talk about the offseason that the Bears have had, how would you grade? Now there's a lot of ifs still in place, right? Because we haven't seen any of this versus a team that actually wants to kill you on the other side. But how would you grade polls if the two defensive picks that he picked, which have gotten glaring reviews, not only locally, but nationally and Kyler Gordon and Jaquan Brisker pan out to be really good rookies this year, really good players. You fixed your offensive line. You fixed your DB position. I don't know what Valus Jones is going to be. Maybe he pans out. Maybe he doesn't. We might not care by the end of it if Darnell Mooney's that good, but I don't really include him in this. But I think just off of that, right, like I would have to say if you fixed your offensive line and you fixed your DB position to major holes last season, that's a heck of an offseason. Whether you got him a receiver or not, it's a lot easier to get the ball to somebody if you're not laying on your back. That I agree with. But I don't agree with. Um, I think his moves for the all, for the O line, hands down, good moves. Get Justin some protection. The moves I'm I'm still on the fence about. You know the two second round picks, pick. yeah. and the reason why is because if our O line looks good, but we have a lot of drop balls, yeah, uh, we're gonna roll into another season. That's fixable. That's fixable though. It's it because right that's a that's a like like you look at the all twenty two and you say no Justin put that on his hands. That was times with with Mitch where we was like hey, you got to catch that bro we got to catch it you got to catch that so I can so I can judge that right I can judge that and say yeah you got to catch that but you, you know what we might not always see too. Coach T does a good job breaking this down. Coach T is really good. We got, hey, Coach yeah. T, we're we going to get you on the show out here, man. I ain't going to lie to you. I want to see what Coach T was on. He was like, hey, fellas, bring me on the show and all that when we when he first hopped in the chat. And I was like, hey, man, you know, it's a lot of people that say that. Co- I, after watching Coach T's show, Coach T knows his stuff. He really good. He, at it. he, really, he really good. I, I like his YouTube. I, I really like his channel. Uh, maybe, maybe bring the camera angle up a little bit, Coach T. Just a little higher, bro. Just a little higher, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> it's the straight well, on you know the straight on is tough in the, on the YouTube game <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but the one thing I will say is you have a certain level of anticipation and there's a level of familiarity and stuff like that and then there's just the difference between an elite receiver or really good receiver versus those who are just you know you can call them journeymen within the league yeah I, I, I'm doing a horrible job explaining it but like you know you know that difference but the way it may show up in a play, you don't know who made the mistake. 
you get the sense that hey, maybe he didn't run that route, or maybe he didn't go where he's supposed to be, or you get the sense of well, not knowing not knowing the route is the biggest part that you don't know, right? Like I can't yeah. look at I can't look at it and say I know. Like I can look at something and say, okay, this is what this looks like. It should have been right. It should have been a a, a a eight yard hitch route, and it looks like he hitched. Uh, or he didn't turn around, get his head around to get his eyes on the ball and the ball flew past him, but it looked like Justin would have put the ball on him, right? I don't know because more times than not, unless it's continuous, the quarterback's not going to call you out on it. If Justin was expecting you to not make a hitch route, but make a double move and take off deep versus mm-hmm. you making an 80 yard hitch route, right? Not knowing the playbook is the biggest disadvantage that all of everybody, everybody has. has. Yeah for diagnosing if somebody's playing bad. But you can take the cumulative, like there's not going to be, if you have a player that's mis- misreading his routes that many times, he's not going to be on the field. Yeah. So you can take the cumulative of the entire season and say, okay, Justin has shown us this. Justin has done this. Justin has made this move. So for me, right, if I'm looking at what polls did this offseason and it does end up being that right, we didn't go get a receiver. Or... I'm sorry. No, I was just saying we didn't go get a receiver, but our DBs look, our DB position looks fixed. We really need to get receivers, dog. I, I don't care what no one says. I don't think so. What was that receiver? You that can find we were them. having this conversation, and it was like I forgot who he was. It was like two years ago, different team. So work with me here, but you, I'm, I'm trying to jog your memory a little bit. It was like he was a. Re- we knew he was a good QB, but he had to fit the ball in so many tight windows. That it led to him having some like really weird pickoffs. I, who was that QB? And you were like, man, his receivers are not getting the separation he needs. But you would even see it. He's having to do work so much harder to like fit this in. Is it good? Really He's good now. It it was. It's not someone we kill. Is he? Is he still in the league? He's still in the league. Not a top five QB either. Starter, like one of those big names. But he's a starter. Talking? He's a starter. Well, there's only 32 guys we can go through. <laughs> well, I mean, top five or six, for uh, sure. But, I mean, like, we were having this conversation, and we were just watching film. Like, we were just watching – we were just chilling. We were just watching some stuff. It was like, man, he's working so hard. I think that was when it, I was making – It could have been Stafford. Is he the Stafford or my It could have been Carter? Stafford. Uh, let's see. I mean, I there's – it may have been Derek Carr. There's only, there's only 32 quarterbacks in the NFL. It had uh, to be Derek Carr then. It definitely wasn't Pat Mahomes. Uh <laughs> No, nah, Pat. Patty does what Patty want to do. Um, <laughs> John, you said not top five. Bur- it could have been. Be- was it Burrow? Year one. Yeah, Dak Prescott. I, I never was Lamar. I know that much. It was never Lamar. Uh, it I think it's these. Oh Derek- no! It was when we was talking about Deshaun, right? Deshaun Watson. It was when we was talking about Deshaun because he had he led the NFL in yards, and I was like, bro, he's putting the passes where they're supposed to be. Yeah, we talk about Deshaun. Who's Deshaun? Tough segue now, but uh. <laughs> anyway, your point. <laughs> I, had a, I had a. Yeah, it, no, no, you were right. It was Deshaun because we're talking about how many drops they had. Yeah, and a lot of drops, but it was no, they weren't getting any separation, so it was like really tough catches. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is when you were telling me on how him being a Michael Jordan of the league because I couldn't see it at first. Oh, okay, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. right. That's that was cool. the comment. That was the comment. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, no, I, I just think, I just think, right, we'll be able to see 
if Mitch is er, relaxed. Well, Mitch too, kind of. But uh, we'll be able to see if Justin is making the right plays and if guys are just dropping it. And that's fixable. Yeah. When's the last season a good wide receiver didn't pop up? There's been new wide receivers that come into the NFL every year that are good. And guess what? I have all my draft picks next year. Or if I don't want to use my draft picks, and I think they overpay for it, I can go out and get a receiver that's already made his name in the NFL. Receivers are becoming – now, it's not to say, right, that they're on the level of running backs yet. I think – it, it's it's That's not the dime a dozen. No, about to say it. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. It's not. It's not on the level of running backs. But we find you find receivers every year. If I draft a receiver every single year, and event, eventually I'll find one that's good. Eh, I mean, besides Chase last year, I mean, like think about like honestly, right? Valus Jones, we don't know about. But the reason that people dislike Valus Jones is not because they don't think he can play. It's because they because he's 25. Okay, how old he is. If Valus Jones can play, Ryan Poles found a receiver. Now you got to be able to play. You got to be able to see that. You got to be able to make the reads and and do that on the field. But yeah, there's there's such a the the reason that people don't like Valus Jones is because you went out and you got a 25 year old receiver who's playing on the same team for more than 10 years. Like, he could get to 35. Like, we're talking about a guy that you're probably going to enjoy watching in the NFL for eight to nine seasons if he's really, really good. Right. That's eight to nine years of you having a really good wide receiver. He is 25. That's eight to nine years of you having a really good wide receiver. I thought that was just like a... No, no, he's actually 25. Yeah, yeah, he's older. Nah, he's older. But but here's the thing. How did that happen? Uh, he took a, I believe he took a year off from COVID and then he switched colleges. Cause, uh, his grandmother, say his grandmother, his grandfather, one of them got sick. And so he wanted to move closer to home. So he ended up going to Tennessee. So really good story. But I mean, like, you know, it's all about if he can play. Can Valus play? When did he normally enter the draft as a? Well, his year that he, he could have, the year that he could have entered the draft was was, or the year that he would have been able to play, he'd have been able to enter the draft the next year. But that was the COVID year. And then when you switch schools, it's eligibility. No, he would have been able to play probably that, or maybe right he did no because he. I think he left after his freshman year, but he played his freshman year on special teams. So I think he might have had the red shirt again. I forget how the story works out. But I gotta check that out. Essentially, I mean, they got it on the Bears uh, YouTube channel where they interviewing him and talking about it. But it, I mean, it's a good story. But it's it's one of those where I understand why he's coming to the NFL at twenty five, mm-hmm. and I'm okay with him coming into the NFL if he can play. I don't care if he's twenty five. I think it's an asset to get players that are older. By the way, that's how players used to come into the NFL back in the day because they spent more time in college. That's a fact. Also, in now 20, not 25, 25 is late, but like, I mean, you're talking probably what, 23? But guess what? That was also what they did in the NBA. And before we get out of here, we got to talk about NBA. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to get into that. We got to, we got to get into that Bulls talk. So, um, I mean, let's, let's close out real quick. Let's close out the topic here. Um, with this training camp that we've seen, we lost in the kill, Harry. Do you feel good? We lost the kill here to a high ankle sprain. Don't know how long that's going to last. Don't know how long that's going to be. I know you're like, Pat, you're not spending a ton of time on this. 
Nikhil Harry was traded for a seventh round pick. Like, I hope he's good. I wasn't expecting Nikhil Harry to come in here and be the best wide receiver on the team. Can they tell you what grade? Uh, high grade, high grade, high severity. So he's a uh, he's gonna be he's, he's gonna be gone probably probably six weeks, probably six to eight week injury there. Especially as a wide receiver, you're doing nothing but cutting and planting. Nah, he might be done for like four or five games, dog. Well, bro, we you said high severity. Yeah, but bro, we we got, but bro, we got three preseason games, and then we got three regular season games. That's six weeks. Preseason starts this Saturday. I don't know when it starts. So we got. I mean, that's six weeks I'm there. Thinking, I'm thinking about what he does. And stuff like that. When you say high severity, oh, it's, high. It, it, it's high. That means yeah. he's walking around with the boot. Yeah, he for sure. He might have that boot on for, yeah, for quite sure. some time. Yeah, he'll probably miss your first four to six games, probably. You ever had one of those high grades, Frank? Nah. Nah. Oh, my God. You feel like you feel like you almost broke your foot. You feel like you broke your foot. Yeah, nah. Yeah, nah. Worst, nah, thing, worst thing I had injury-wise, I had a high severity knee sprain. Because I was hooping at a gym downtown and everybody was coming in with their boots on and it was wintertime and nobody was mopping the floor. So I went over to grab a rebound. You know, it's going out of bounds, slipped, knee popped, came back, had to go to work. Hey, listen, I don't play in the NBA. Ain't no doctors taking me out of there. <laughs> Had to go to work the next day, climb a silo to do electrical on the top of it. Middle of January. It was that week. The Thursday of that week was Siberia. Thank God you had Siberia and you got snowed out. I got a day off, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Lord, that, that knee, knee bro, that, that knee was messed up because I couldn't put it up or nothing. That knee, that knee was messed up for probably three months, three to four months. It's the worst thing I've ever had in my life. Yeah, I've, I'm, I've, I've had it. I've, I've sprained my knee. I've had some real bad, like people fall into you, pop back. Oh God. Yep. That that's and that this is the thing. That's what my knee did. The pop back. It pop did back, the pop the back extension. The, Ooh. Yep. God. It hey. did the pop back. Ugh. Ah, ah. Hey, All right. Um, drop every time. I'm sorry. Yeah. Every time. The reason that uh, the reason I'm not spending a ton of time on it, I didn't expect Nikhil Harry to come in here and all of a sudden change this wide receiver core all the way around. I thought he was an excellent pickup, especially for a seventh round pick. I like it. But uh, with how training camp's going, with how things are finishing out, as you're coming into this first week of the preseason – for the Chicago Bears, do you feel like this Bears team has improved? I think we had no choice but to improve from last season. <laughs> <laughs> you can't you can't go lower than what we were, baby. I don't know what to tell you. I hate to be that person, but I mean, good lord, it don't get no worse. Well, you can get it worse than six. No you can get worse than six wins. No, we had a game with ne- negative yardage. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> we can't get no worse. I mean, so did Pat Mahomes, technically, if you count the Super Bowl. But I, <laughs> was, I saw him at least be able to run. <laughs> he didn't get a chance to run. He just got steamrolled. Oh, like, man. I, in, all, in all sincerity, I um, 
I just want to see what it looks like on the field. Yeah. I mean, there's been a lot of talk behind it, and I'm just one of those people where, you know, I love the excitement around it. I love the speculation around it. Give me some field time. I think if, if, if your offensive and my opinion line, may change by midseason. Yeah. I'm giving it to midseason before I, I formulate a real opinion of who we are. If your offensive line is what people say it is and it's showing that, and I'll tell you what, they're saying Tevin Jenkins out here laying some monster blocks on that line. I ain't going to lie to you. So if your <laughs> offensive line is what – right. <laughs> I already said your mama. <laughs> but uh, if your offensive line is what they said it is, I think you come out of this training camp feeling good about this team. No matter – here's the thing. You need wide receivers. You absolutely do. But if I got a good offensive line, I can do a lot more with mediocre than if I have a bad offensive line. And there's a lot of mediocre out there with a bad offensive line that we play against this year. Allowing <laughs> my QB to run. Oh, man. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the page, man. We do want to get into a little bit of NBA to finish this off, man. I mean, I dropped my solo video on it. Appreciate you guys for tuning in to Rocket with your boy as always, man, if you've stuck around. Talked a lot of football today. We're going to switch gears to kind of end the show off here with a little bit of NBA. I've given my thoughts on this, but this was news that dropped over the weekend. We also dropped a video on Locked on Bulls, and we got a video on this channel. So please go check out my thoughts on this channel but since we got kid here want to get his thoughts as well the bulls are talking to vooch about extending him during training camp as they should do you like this move for the chicago bulls do you feel like this is a move that keeps the bulls moving forward do you feel like this is a stationary move? Do you feel like this is a we're si- we're talking about signing a guy on the wrong side of thirty, which in the NBA kind of like I hear that in the NFL. I don't think, I don't think it exists in the NBA, bro. I'm not gonna lie to you. Now, granted, right? Tristan Thompson breaks all those laws, but uh, I don't think that exists in the NBA, bro. He's not even trying to play basketball. He's trying to get Kardashians pregnant. Um, we just watched Demar Derozan have his best season at 32. Of his career. We just saw LeBron have one of his best seasons, and he's 37. We just saw Chris Paul lead a team to the finals in, at 36. You know, we just saw, like, like I mean, it's not happening. But look, guess what? Steph Curry, 33. All of our stars are about the age. Yeah. All of our stars are old. Hey, listen, hey, listen, hey, listen. Hey, listen. Older, this, is, you know? this is the one thing I'll say. The Bulls getting good at the right time. <laughs> hey, if you're gonna get good at any time, now's the time to get good. There the might be there might be that Elijah Wan window coming up for you. <laughs> the only team I'm really worried about that was recently champs is the Bucks because Giannis is young. Giannis is young. <laughs> oh, he's a freaking tank. He Giannis ain't even thirty. That close. That's that close. Are the the Bucks are probably gonna be our Detroit. That's probably gonna be the team if the Bulls get to that level. Where they're talking about trying to make deep runs in the playoffs, which I hope they do. That's probably going to be our Detroit, the team that we compete, we try to beat the most. Um, but I mean, hey, listen, do you do you like do you like the fact that Vooch is, is the Bulls are talking to Vooch in training camp and expecting to get a deal done in training camp? Absolutely, because there's not many centers better than Vooch. The list is really freaking small. It should, hey, it should dominate guys. Embiid, um, Jokic. Go bear. Well, I'm, I'm I'm thinking because Vooch is kind of really only dominant on one end as well, so you can kind of have that caveat. He's salvageable-ish defensively if somebody's standing next to him, and he's a much better defender. He's been a much better defender in his career than last season. He's been more of a 103, 104 defensive rating than he has been a 109. 
So let's 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 just I'd, break it down. I'd throw Gobert on there though because Gobert is a defense. <laughs> I, I, what's I your what's your defensive system? Gobert. <laughs> Best NBA centers. The list is so freaking small. It's short. It's short. Vooch dominates most of the guys outside of your Do you call do you call uh AD a center? What DeAndre Aiden? He's a no DeAndre, DeAndre Aiden's a center. A center. He's a center. He's a top. He, he would be considered a top. He's five a top center, five center. Um, Bam Adebayo is a top five center. Um, no, he he's number three. All right? Who? He's, Bam. Car uh, Anthony Towns. Cat's um, tough for me because Cat disappears so much. Cat's tough for me. I'm I'm okay on Cat. I like Cat a lot better with Rudy Gobert standing got, next to him. I got Cat as a four. I don't have him as a center. He was definitely he, he, he was a center last year. He's he been a center. Cent, he's been a center his whole career. He just doesn't have to be one now. Now they're putting him in the position where he's he'll be able to play more to his body type. At twenty, uh, at nearly twenty, uh, he's a walking double double. Twenty points showed up when we really needed him. Vucevic definitely comes through in the clutch. He's a better three point shooter than Kobe White. I'm just joking. Um, hey, he's not. He's not. Who's got to develop that three point shot? I ain't gonna lie to you. His career uh, three point average ain't great. He had like one hot season in Orlando, and that was about it. That was the year we uh, traded for him too. Totally joking, but um, I don't know. The hate for Vooch is just weird because it's like who you replace him with. And the argument for that is who sh- you gonna get? The argument a lot of people have for that is should that be the argument? Like who can you replace him with? Argument. Where who's going to give me this? But you're holding yourself back from possibly going to get a guy that can give you this if you pay Vooch. You know why that should never, like, why this is always the argument? Because if you're going to make a move, you're making a move to get better. Yeah. If you can't definitively say, hey, this person makes me better, you're just making moves to be making To make moves. moves. And we've seen that and in that's Chicago. Stupid. And we've seen that in Chicago. We've seen that a lot. Traded Bobby Portis for nothing. <laughs> what are we doing? Making moves to make moves. What do you want? What do you want? Yeah, hundred percent. Like that. Hey, let's let's be for real. There's some other players. The boiling the the really the, holding on to. Like, if you really want to move a player, I would move P. Will. You want to know why? Hey, I would hey, move P. hey Will? you see that bag no. though? You see that bag though that P. Will done added? Oh, I like the bag. Hey, did man. you see him in the drill league? Hey, I ain't gonna lie to you. Hey, I saw the in the drill. Hey, Zach. Hey, you know what? I, hey, I hey. This Zach, go ahead. Go ahead and get that. that hey, go ahead and get that. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. I was like, I need to do that ASAP. Hey, hey, the first thing I thought was, hey, P. Will got that. Has he always had that? <laughs> hey, look, that wasn't even right. It's a lot of stuff where I'm like, well, of course, like P. Will's in the NBA. He should be able to do things versus these guys that the other team can't do. And I'm okay with that. But that wasn't it. That was like, that was like watching Jay Crow in the Drew League where he just doing stuff that you like, yeah, you're not going to be able to defend this. P. Will was just like, there's nothing. You, you're not going to take the ball from me. I'm behind the back. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Hey, add that. show me that in the league. You show me that. I, I guarantee you this. I guarantee. I guarantee you this. If we get to 30 games and P. Will is doing stuff like that on the court, 
kid is gonna have a whole new demeanor towards P. Will. Mm. Because I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because the handle is what gets you. The handle is your and somebody that can break somebody down. That's what gets you. You be like, look how you get to the bucket. Look how you get into the bucket. I'm gonna tell you this. If he can if he starts breaking people down, get into the bucket. I will I will actually sit there and give him his kudos. You already gave him his kudos. You just took him back. I don't think he's a bad player. <laughs> you gave him his kudos. You just took him back. <laughs> when when he was when he was when he was cooking in a couple of games, you was like you was like, hey, I can't even lie. P. Will is definitely out here helping. And then like he had one game where like he didn't shoot great, and he was like, no, nah, he trashed. <laughs> no, Wait, he what? didn't shoot great. He didn't shoot at all. I saw him pass up wide open shots. I was like, y'all, like, like, dude, you don't understand. <laughs> Like, like football is your sport. I'll be struggling to keep up in these football conversations. Basketball is my sport. Hey, You can't sit there, have this wide-open opportunity, and not take that shot. If you're not keeping the defense honest, you know what that does? That's let me double down on Vooch when we do- throw it down. Let me, double, uh, let me double up on DeMar when he's on the block. Oh, you know what? Let me, let me, let me chase – let me send an extra dude to Chase Levine when he comes over those screens because we know he's gonna pull up high, you know, you know those high three pointers. Like we, like you know what they're gonna do. You know what, what you know what Zach loves. You know what Demar is gonna be. Yeah. You know where Vooch is gonna be. Yeah. But if you're not keeping your man honest, you're just playing four on five. But we did that a couple of times. But what cracks like, me up. But what cracks me up about it is you love Kyle Anderson. I don't love a Kyle Anderson. Slow mo. You love slow mo. I said I love the fact that he just plays at his own pace, but I would never pick him up for my team. <laughs> would never pick him up for my team. <laughs> Bro, you literally, you literally have said, you literally have said, I would take slow-mo on my team. On the Bulls. I would I, take him over P. Wheel because I know he's going to take the shot. But he does the same thing. But he actually takes the shot. And, Bruh, he 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 averaged probably what eight shots a game, nine shots a game. Dog, Kyle Anderson has actually been a difference maker on teams. Like, literally been a difference defensively. Maker. Like, Hold on, how and many? he's actually scored. Oh, he can score. Uh, you're not gonna sit there and do slow mo in. Like hold that. up, hold. I, no, it's no disrespect. But what I'm saying is, you doing slow mo in like that. What I'm saying is, you dis on, you, you dislike P. Will. Now I will say this, right? I don't need I don't need P. Will turning into slow mo, right? Slow mo's slow mo's a really good role player. We pick P. Will fourth overall. I don't want to see P. Will be slow mo. But <laughs> what I'm saying is, you will love. No, here's my thing. You will love a player like slow mo and be like, I would absolutely take him. And he's just a guy. For a role player, yes. But P. Will, like you said, was fourth. And I remember in the chat somebody else said, you know what? That was a weak. He nine game. shots like, again. He nine shots again. Like, dog, listen. Well, last season. You the fourth overall pick. I don't you gotta be better. You gotta be a lot better. No, everybody, everybody said that he has to take a step this season. And I, I that's why I think, right, like, but I will so say I this, right? Behind when, him that took steps. We 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 herald Therese Halliburton as if he's the next Lonzo Ball, if not the the uh, best point guard at six seven. You know, comparatively between those two, he went at like what ten spots now. Yeah, but what's the difference? What do you mean? What's the difference? P. Will didn't play last year. P. Will played seventeen games last year. He played five of them in the in the Therese playoffs. Therese Halliburton came in rookie season, dog. Rookie season, he was a dog. Right. What are we talking about? And then year two. He kept playing and he got better. P. Will rookie season. P. Will P. Will rookie season. 
looked good and was getting praise from some of the best players in the NBA about what he was doing defensively. Dog, first of all, stop. What happened was Chicago loved the fact that we had a number four pick so much that we kept asking these stars, what do you think about him? And they were like, yeah, he did well, this, that, and the other. No one's, no one, no one, go find it. Send me the clip. LeBron. No one was like, what did LeBron say? What did LeBron say? He gave him praise for how he stuck him defensively. He said, he said, he said he made it tough. That's it. That's huge. No one talk. Of course, LeBron is going to look. First of all, LeBron no, nah, nah, bro. Bro, you don't have to That's down him. You still don't got to say nothing. You know what you say? You what know what most of them, you know what most of the mugs say? What do, what do most of the mugs say? Uh, you know, hey, listen, he's got a long way to go. But, you know, I think, I think he's got a bright future. If LeBron, if LeBron's not going to come out and say he made things tough for me. KD's not going to come out and say he's got all these things going on. Like, these guys wouldn't say that if they didn't think he could play. Dog, listen, I ain't heard not one person say he next up. Ain't nobody said he's next up. Nobody has said it. That don't mean it nobody. ain't going to happen. Guess what? Top four? Top four? Hey, hey. You next hey, up. Nobody. Hey, hey, hey. Kawhi Leonard left the NBA Finals, and they said he's a heck of a defensive player. Nobody said he's next up. <laughs> Go back and check the tape. Nobody said Kawhi. Kawhi Leonard came out of that NBA Finals averaging, what, 12 points a game? Dog, Kawhi Leonard came out of that. Whole Send me that. Every time. Send me that. Send me somebody every saying time. Kawhi Leonard was next up. <laughs> you talking about sending me? I watched it. It's the freaking final. I watched it. Not the second one, the first one. Okay. The second one, he was averaging 21 points a game. Of course, I'm going to say he's next up. What he do in the first one? The first one, he averaged 12 points a game and played really good defense. You know what they said? He's a really good defender. I don't even know if he averaged 12. He did. He was a really good defender. He made things tough for LeBron. He's a really good piece. How would it, how's this Spurs team going to survive without Tim Duncan? <laughs> but, he had Tim Duncan, Mono Ginobili, and it, come on. Yeah, but that was at the point where they was all old. No, dog. No, you can't you can't compare the two. You're comparing two totally different things. I'm just saying all, you're comparing Kawhi, young Kawhi in the Finals. I'm just saying in that nobody was saying in the finals. But how many got? But you saying who says P. Will is next up? Who says half of these mugs are next up until they show up and become and next up? Hold on. Just as a caveat, I just have to ask this: Who says half these mugs are going to be next up until they show that they next up? And then it's I've always liked this game. <laughs> just I just I just want to know if you know. What pick was Kawhi Leonard? I don't know. Late first? If we had to put them in the same draft, P. Will would have been drafted 11 spots ahead of Kawhi Leonard. So he's still a lottery pick. Well, lottery's top 10. Lottery's top 15, ain't it? I thought it was top 10. I don't think so. I think think lottery's top 15, my boy. So he was a... he's He's a lottery pick. This is the pause no, where, really where a kid fact checks it. Is it top 14? So he's just outside the lottery? No, because the Bulls had what this year? Bulls had six. The remainder of the lottery teams were selected positions 5 through 14 in the inverse order. 
Oh, okay. So, so, so he was just outside the lottery. It doesn't matter. He uh, will was hey, top hey, four. Hey, hey, listen, <laughs> hey, listen. I'm I'm here with you. I'm here with you. And and listen, I'm not saying P. Will. I, I I love how no matter what the conversation is, it always turns into P. Will slander. Uh, I'm not you saying I'm not saying no. You did because you said if I'm gonna trade yeah. anybody, I'm trading P. Will. But uh. I, the the I'm not saying that P Will doesn't have to improve. I'm gonna be honest with you. If P Will doesn't leave this NBA season averaging at a minimum 15 points a game, and you have to be and listen, I said I think P Will with strength will be one of the best defenders in the NBA. You have to do both for me to feel good about you being the number four pick in the draft, huh? He's not gonna average 15 points a game. He asked, listen, what I'm saying is if P. Will averages 15, if he doesn't average 15 points a game and he's one of the best defenders in the NBA, he was picked too high. He's going to be probably one of the better defenders in the NBA, but he's not going to average 15 points a game. I, I think I think they're the Bulls are setting. You can't have both. I, yeah, you can. Why can't you? Why can't you have both? I think with Lonzo coming back. He's just not going to have the same opportunities as because I'm because Zach is going to be back full strength, right? Or the point to prove two fifteen, you got to prove it. Demar's getting a new contract worked out. Vooch is getting a new contract worked Demar's out. Demar's getting a new contract worked out. Why did Demar getting be? Then they said it was going to potentially work no. out a deal with him. Demar getting no, on the same deal. Right, Demar on the same deal. Yeah, you got to stop listening to everybody in the Discord, my boy. Well, uh, this was... By the way, join up on the Discord in the chat, but... Uh, <laughs> you know, some of these fake pages be getting really... look like they. Be oh, yeah, no, 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 bro. You got you to gotta, you gotta vet that stuff, bro. You got to go deep got, into that. Give me, I got, got. Um, it's just a lot to... It's a lot for, for some key people to prove. Here's... here's that's a bad situation for a younger player trying to really find himself. Here's why it's so not... I don't think he's going to have the same opportunity. For the Bulls to be successful this year... Vooch to me has to be your fourth option. Oh no, it has to be. Oh no, I totally disagree. And I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you why. I totally disagree. I think Demar has to take a slight step back, and Zach has to become your number one. I think Demar still needs to be Mister Fourth Quarter. Being the man in the fourth quarter does not mean I'm the leader of this team. To me, so like that doesn't kill me. Demar is the most clutch player in the NBA since 2012. I want the ball in his hand with five minutes on the clock. Like that's just I mean, playing the law of averages. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like I'm fi- I'm fine with a healthy Zach Levine dominating quarters one through three, and Demar's got 12 going into the fourth, and he's like, all right, let me finish this thing off with 22. I think that if your team is going to be a better team, a better than a first round team, you have to have P will take that step. Cause right now outside Alonzo, he's the only guy in your starting lineup with a, with two way potential. He's the only guy. And it's also because it's year three and he has to show you something like I'm, I'm with you. And, and Stacy King said it when he was on here. It's year three. I get you were hurt year two. I get you was a rookie in year one. But I'm not going to kill Larry Markinen. Or I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to kill Larry Markinen and I'm not going to kill Kobe White and I'm not going to kill you if you're giving me six to eight points a game. But he's a great defender. Yeah, that's too high. I'm not picking Tony Allen with the fourth pick in the draft. 
Yeah, no, I can't. Just for so that- I'll be right there with you, right? If he's if he's playing like that, I'm the development thing for me. Oh, he's got to do this, and he's young, and he, it's his third year in the NBA, and he's hey. not small no more. He's two hundred, and if I'm not mistaken, what what did he he added ten more pounds of muscle this offseason? I think. Did he? Hey, listen, I'll tell you this: we killed Kobe White. I did spe- I specifically. It was, it was, it's a personal thing for you. Oh, it wasn't personal. <laughs> I don't even know the dude. But I just knew what I knew what good basketball looked like. I knew he wasn't playing good basketball. Hey, he still gave me a 15. Now, he gave me 15 points a game. He gave me 13 points a game. What was it, 13? Something like that? He gave me double Who, digits. Kobe? Kobe gave me double digits. Kobe gave you double digits, yeah. Kobe, Kobe was, was 12 points a game off of the bench. Kobe's already giving me double digits. Kobe, at one point, we needed his scoring output so bad. We were like, man, why can't he hit this bucket? Like, that's yeah. how bad we needed yeah, him yeah. to shoot. 100%. Right? So, guess what? No, I'm I'm sorry. Be will is your third year. I'm not going to trash Laurie Markin, who gave me 18 points a game at his worst fit 14. Playing the same position, if I'm being honest. Uh, not gonna. I'm not gonna trash him. I'm not gonna keep trashing Kobe White because he look out of place on the on the court. Because guess what? Outside of the one thing you do well, you look out of place. You looked out of place on the court. I'm not gonna give him that. I'm not gonna sit there like Kobe White looked real good taking that jump shot and driving to the cup. He looked out of. He need a handle. He need a bag that he can get into. That that was the thing. That's why I'm glad he worked on his handle this offseason. Kobe White's game. Kobe White's game is so predicated off of his ability to get to the bucket and create space, and he couldn't get to the bucket. Well, he was quick. He just didn't. But quick don't work if everybody slide together and stop you from getting down there. That's a fact. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like quick work. Like, like the reason John Wall was so great is John Wall was quick, but his handle was crazy. He got a crazy handle. Uh, uh, the reason that. Darius Garland, Colin Sexton, guys like that work is because they quick, but they got a crazy handle. That's my sleeper right there. Whoever picks up Colin Sexton, I'm telling you right now, that's 25, 5, and 5, 24th, hey, whatever. We, we getting that's late. Tw- I ain't going to lie to you. that kid up. Colin Sexton might be a Cavalier. We getting late into the into this, you dig, bro. Like, the season starts in what, a month? They, they got to move. The se- I agree with you, but the season started what, a month? They got yeah, the, well, two months. They got to move. When basketball? It's late, late October, so we got two months. October, yeah, yeah you're right. They got to move. Training camp starting the team, up. The team rolls so well without him. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. And I don't I, think – I never thought him and Darius Garland worked together. You, you, I mean, you trade him for somebody else who could fill some of those positions. You know, you got enough forwards. You know, God. So no, here's I the like thing, it. right? Let's say I Patrick really like – Let's say Patrick Williams does take a step. I'd go get Colin Sexton. Let's say Patrick Williams. That well, I, I don't. I don't want Colin Sexton because I think you got Zach Levine. Colin Sexton ain't gonna get a ball to Zach Levine. Our second unit gonna be fire with Colin Sexton though. He ain't coming off the bench for twenty million a year. Yeah, he, he gonna get twenty. Well, off an of injury, he probably ain't gonna get twenty. He probably gonna he, have to sign a one, a one and one or something. But uh, if you listen, if you could sign him to the second unit, let's go. Because I would love to have him playing off of Io. That'd be crazy. But uh, that would be crazy. And you got the defense there too. But uh, pick up that kid who really needs it. Watch he end up a Laker. Watch he end up a Laker. I don't know how they gonna make it work, but he gonna end up a Laker. Bro. Jeannie Bus finna let them sit in that, bro. Jeannie Bus is looking at them and she like figure it out. They ain't did nothing. They've done nothing. 
They added some nice role player pieces that might be nice for Russ and or LeBron to pass the ball to, but they've really done nothing. Healthy, that's a good, still a very freaking good team. Yeah, but the pieces don't work together. They don't fit. There's nothing about Russ and LeBron that fits together. I don't care. Even healthy. Even healthy. There's nothing about that that fits together. And make sure we clip this part up, too, with me and you sitting just like this. Because these two people right here, we agreed. We remember when we heard, oh, LeBron and AD hopped on a plane and they were talking with Russ out and whatever island they were on or whatever. We remember that report vividly. You're not going to sit there and do this whole spin and make it seem as if the Lakers organization ain't doing nothing for LeBron. Well, they absolutely. Oh, they gave him what he wanted. They gave him exactly gave him what, what he wanted. wanted. And now you're going to sit there and say, well, now he ain't doing it. Hey, that's LeBron. why DeMar be cooking him. DeMar was cooking him last year. That's why DeMar was cooking him last year. <laughs> because DeMar was like, didn't want me to come home. <laughs> yeah, done. You, two people said they thought they was going to be Lakers. DeMar said it. DeMar said it. Buddy, and, Hill, uh, said Buddy it. Hill said it. Yeah. He said so he thought the deal was done. I for having DeMar and Buddy Hill with LeBron and AD. Yep. Shoot. That would be crazy. <laughs> but, I mean, here, here's the question, right? Because I know we got to get up out of here. If P will in the offense, you want to put, you want to get him more shots. I would assume that's what they want to do. He's their fourth pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. I would assume at some point they want to get him some more shots. Mm-hmm. Um, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Lonzo Ball. You got all these guys here and Nikola Vucevic. For you, say Vooch has a more efficient season, but same numbers. He was 17 and 11 this season. Does he, how much per year is he worth to you? How much of a, of a deal do you get done for Vooch? Because for me, I'm talking a three-year extension probably. That's it, because that will put Vooch at 34 by the end of the contract. I'd give him, I'd, I'd give him till 33 and then a player option on that last year. He's making like 25 a year now. He's making 22 coming into this season. To make it 22 coming into this season. He was just on a four year, $100 million deal that yep. started in Oakland. It was front loaded. It was front loaded. It's hard to not say he's worth t- the same amount of money now. Mm. See, I don't. 25. He's worth 25 a year easy. I, I don't go that far. That's too much for me. That would be because too much gotta, for me. A, se- think about a $75 million extension is too much for me. I'm talking about. I don't think so at all. For me, especially knowing what the Bulls still have to get done, I would say 17 and a half. That's disrespectful. I would throw 17 and a half at him. Over three. But I'd front load it. You want to know why it's disrespectful? What is he ranked in double-double? Here's the thing. His per year wouldn't be less. I'd front load it. So that last year that's a player option, you can opt in or opt out. That's why you do it that way. Yeah, I mean, so you pay him. You pay. You basically say, I'm giving you 17.5 annually, but I'm going to give you $22 million this year. I'll give you $20 million next year. That's still less than what he's making now. He's making $22 million this year. Yeah, but this was the end of that particular contract. He's absolutely done enough to say, hey, I'm 25. He's, he's, he's done enough to say, hey, I start at 25. No, He's absolutely. I wouldn't. Right. I wouldn't give him twenty five. Not at thirty one. Twenty five million is too much for me at thirty one for Vooch. 
why would you say that when Demar's older than him and making more? Because Vooch's production went the wrong direction last season. Vooch's production went the wrong direction because of how he was utilized for one, and then two, when they finally started utilizing him, right, it went up. Well, the the biggest problem was a six four power forward next to him. I agree with you. And a six four shooting guard and another six six, six shooting, four guard? shooting guard. Like he's a third Who's six four. Was well, Zach a six five? Damara six six. I think they both six six, ain't they? One of them is in short. It don't yeah, matter. It don't it matter. It's matter. an inch. Well, it ain't matter. <laughs> it Almost. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> this guy. Um, no, like Vooch was the most consistent player down the stretch for us. Agreed. He's earned his money. I agree. I still so got to pay. I still got to pay you for what the future is going to become. Hey, all right. So three years, 70 million. No. 25, 25, and 20. No. I'm not going up for Vooch. I'd, I'd give him the same over the two years. Talk to me. What is he ranked in double-doubles? Uh, third in double-doubles. What is he ranked among centers in, 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 as, as a shooter? As a shooter, he's far down. You talking about three-point shot? As a shooter, he's actually ranked top five among shooters at his position. Three three pointers, or just from the field? I guess just from the field, but he's top five. Oh, from the field, he's yeah. From the field, his efficiency is okay, but he's he's top not. Five at his position. Yep, yep, yep. As a rebounder, what is he ranked? Um, he's top five what was at his he? position. No, he's not. He's top eight. Well, top six. No, he's number six. Hold on, hold on. I had his numbers. Did I delete all his numbers? <laughs> no, I think he's. I said it on the video. I think I deleted all his numbers. <laughs> uh, Stat Muse, pull it back up. Cause uh, I did it. I had did it all for the video. Um, let's see. Where does Vooch? Or no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. Uh, X out of that. Top rebounders in the NBA. It's gonna give me all time. Will Chamberlain. I should have known. Otto Porter Jr. What you doing on my phone, man? Top rebounders in the yeah. NBA 2022. <laughs> <laughs> uh go bear 14.7 um vooch is one two three four five six right. seven eight vooch is eighth in rebounds but it's it's point four point two stuff like that so so for the so like wait, wait, wait. Giannis Giannis and Valanchunas are 11.6 and 11.4 vooch is 11 so he's eighth in the NBA in rebounding Still top 10, though. Two, three, four. Wait a second. Wait a second. Hold up. Hold up. Am I wrong? One, two, three, four, no, he's, five, six. He's, he's, no. He's six. No, he's eight. I'm looking at it right now. Gobert was 14.7. Jokic was 13.8. Crazy. Sabonis was 12.1. Capella was 11.9. Embiid was 11.7. Antetokounmpo was 11.6. Valanciunas was 11.4. Vooch was 11. Here come the Bulls fans that are uh, that are mad about the trade. Wendell Carter was uh, one two. Wendell three, Carter was ninth five, at 10.5. Just to spark debate and wrestle. Or maybe we're looking at two different lists. I'm going to send this one to you. You send me yours. Because I got him at seven. It doesn't matter. He's not top five. 
but I got him at seven. You got him at eight. I got him at seven. Figure it out in the chat and wrestle. And wrestle. Um, but you got to think about it. Okay, yeah, he's not Rudy Gobert, but he does more than Rudy Gobert. He's not Jokic. Jokic is Jokic. Um, he's not Clint Capella. I think he's a better center than Clint Capella. He's a better center than Clint Capella to me. I seen somebody say, somebody commented on my video too. It was like, trade him and Kobe for Clint Capella. And I was like, wow. Talk about a trade to get worse. (laughs) Now, I will say this, caveat to that point. Clint Capella with a healthy Lonzo Ball would be fun to watch. And it would be really good. For the points per game amongst them and what he does? Yeah, that's kind of tough. Like DeAndre Aiden is trying to get max money and he doesn't put up Vooch numbers. And Vooch is a third, fourth option. Right? So yeah. like Vooch is the third option on his team. And that's so why his like, numbers went down. Muzz are like, his averages are down. I'm like, yeah, when you're the third option, that uh, happens. <laughs> one option to being the number three. What do you think is going to happen? Genius. Anyway, um, with that being said, hey, hey, listen, Clint, you, Clint. Me, you're always going to disagree because you certain players, I think you should absolutely pay. Yeah. You're against. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. You wouldn't pay running backs. I kind of would. I'll never pay, pay a running back. Hey, listen, like, ah, basketball is different. <laughs> basketball is different. I'll never pay a running back. <laughs> hey, in basketball, I absolutely think you should pay Vooch. You're like, eh, I don't know. No, no, I'm all for I'm all for paying them right, but I think you set it up to where it's a basically a two year deal, and that third year is so light that he opts out. But if he's playing well, just pay him sixty over two. Nah. You gonna give him thirty million a year? No, because this is the thing. It's also about having cap space to work with next season. You still want to have space to add to your team. Dog, you want to retain your talent because the market's going up. Okay, but here's the question. Yesterday's price is the Chicago Bulls? Are the Chicago Bulls going to win the NBA championship this season? That's not a good argument for why you should this is this is this is team. nope this I've is actually heard you literally no 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 argument no no before. that's not a good here's, argument here's, for why you shouldn't pay talent I'm not no because see you're saying I shouldn't pay Vooch I'm saying pay Vooch but you set up the contract in a different way here's why I'm saying this you're are you man. you said what you're still lowballing how am I lowballing that you just explained how am I lowballing you, even the way that you explained it. Is he getting lowballed this season? What do you mean? Is he getting lowballed this season with his contract? That's why he's renegotiating. 20 No, he he still gets paid. This is for next season. You get paid what you get paid this season. So he's is 20 is, 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 is 22 million too low for Vooch this year? Yes. Right, we got no argument. That's a deal he already yeah, signed before he got before he got to the Bulls. Yeah. Ooh, okay, all right. That's a deal he already signed before he got to the Bulls. All right, I don't know about that one. Yeah, okay. If you think twenty two million is too low, I I don't know. I mean, you're talking about re-signing it like a very important option, but still, you're very important option that still, no matter how we looked at it, we, he might not have been top five, but he's definitely top ten. He's a double, absolutely. He's a double double machine. You have to I'm keep a top ten player, and I'm a third option. You don't even give me the same opportunity. You have to keep him here. I I agree with you, but at twenty five million dollars a year, unless you feel like you're going to win the NBA championship this season, you're going to have to look at what you do this year and say, okay, these are the things we have to add. Was Zach worth twenty five extra million? Is is Zach worth twenty five million more per year than Vooch right now? Yes. 
It's been a great show, Pat. When we know we just not going to agree on it. When we know we just not going to agree on it. Five million more than Vooch right now. Not mind you, Zach is worth more. Zach, Zach, Zach Levine on one knee is a top twelve scorer in the entire NBA. Not just among shooting guards, he's a top twelve scorer in the entire NBA. Good show. Hey man, it was a great run, man. Yeah, I'm saying. <laughs> Appreciate y'all for tuning in and rocking with us. Did his internet freeze right at? Oh no, he's back. All right, cool. I was like, did his internet freeze right at oh, that froze. moment? Okay. <laughs> uh, Sorry, right, long as I froze on my computer. Hey man, hey y'all, let us know how you guys feel in the comments below. I know there's gonna be a lot. See, here's the thing. We both agree. Five million more than Vooch, though. Come yeah, on, yeah, 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 bro. Man, come on, dog. Come, come on. on. He's also twenty seven. Get paid at all, huh? He's don't 20, give, don't give Vooch got a hundred million dollars at twenty seven. Dude, Vooch got a hundred million dollars that we only were responsible for paying the back end of. But I'm he was a that. but he was a good enough player at twenty seven to get a hundred million dollar deal. So yes, Zach Levine with where the market so went is worth seventy million dollar extension. And you like no, no, I wouldn't give him that. But here's the thing. But but this is the thing. Again, how the contract is worked out, Vooch would make the same money annually over the next two years. Did Lonzo get two years, 80 million? Or was no, it three years? No, Lonzo got four years. He's making 20 million. Lonzo got four. What was it? No, it wasn't four years. Lonzo's making 20 million. We got Lonzo for four years. Lonzo's also 24. Like again, Vooch is thirty-one. If I'm giving you a three, if I'm giving you a three-year deal, he's gonna be thirty-four by the end of this deal. And if he's good, he can opt out and renegotiate a better contract. I would say this though. Vooch is definitely worth more than Lonzo Ball. <laughs> so, I, mean, I said give him twenty-two million a year. No, it's not two million. He's definitely worth five million more than the Lonzo Ball. I don't care what you say. No, you're not going to make that. You can't even put that. Yeah, exactly. You can't even weigh it. No, I, no my, my arm's just low. <laughs> I mean, I'm cool. I'm on. I'm, I got to go. Hey, man, you were supposed to have been gone. This is this is what happens every time you do this show. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't believe this. Hey, How listen. End up fighting over Vooch's contract. Well, that was the topic. Um, hey, man, we appreciate y'all. Why do we end up fighting over? Why can't we just pay him his money? He like forget that, man. 25 I, a year because he's worth 25 a year. Why am I giving him 25 a year? It's just 3 million more than what you were already worth. For your giving. third option on your team. And possibly Maybe. your fourth if you push him down the whoa, depth whoa, whoa. chart. If you take Vooch off this team. Worse. Do we do? Worse. We're worse team. Worse. 100%. I'm not Dramatic saying take. Worse? The argument is not take Vooch off this team. The Dramatic argument worse. is don't pay Vooch $25 million a year. <laughs> Okay, listen, if I'm worth that much to you to the point where you're competitive with me, you're definitely a worse team without me. You're not even a top four. You're barely a top four team in the East. And most people don't even have you ranked that high. They have you at six. You take me off that team. Guess what? Pay me my money. It's three million more. Pay me my money. What? Bye, Pat. I love you, bro. Hey, man. You know, this is how we do, man. Hey, appreciate y'all for tuning in and rocking with us for another show. As always, man, it's your boy, Pat the Designer, back at it again. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the page. We do talk Chicago sports daily on this mug. (laughs) 
It's the only channel talking Chicago sports, how Chicago talk. Hey, listen, and hey, listen, I ain't cheap because I was the one you saying if Zach, Le- hey, listen, I was the one saying if Zach Levine earns his full Supermax, you pay him. So I ain't hey, cheap. Hey, listen, <laughs> I didn't expect it to be 215. I thought it was like 208, like they said. Nah, 215. I knew it was 215. We talked about it because remember, we you the one brought the numbers to the show. That's true. Anyway, the up, the other one was 245. Anyway, hey, man. Hey, uh, in this, this show like we friends. You hey, hey, to hey, listen. Hey, listen. Wow. Hey, listen. It is what it is. Uh, I heard he said your mama. <laughs> I said that dude that's always instigating on the sideline. Y'all stay safe out there, man. Hey, for the pettiest man alive, Mr. P. Kidd, it's your boy, Path the Designer, back at it again. Peace. <laughs>